need some extra water. La, la, you let la, me know. la, 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 la. <clears throat> All right. This is my show, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good start. Why make me do a quick intake of breath? Why mm. do that to me? <clears throat> everyone, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. Hi, I'm Ian Boothby. And, uh, oh man, I had something I wanted to talk about. Just oh, to great. That's a great start. start. Show. That's a great way to start and... the show with something like a, a topic or like mm-hmm. a reason to do it, not just yeah. our normal rambling, babbling nonsense. We're and actually going to start with something that you want to talk about. This is fantastic. Fuck, really? Now. We're starting like that? I started, but here's the thing. I'm sorry. Let's... Also, start, sorry for starting with the swears. Really? I apologize. So, so terrible. Actually, let's start off with this. Okay. We have a contest this month. Yes, we do. It's only for this month. That's right. So January 2018, if you are listening any other year or month. Sorry. Sorry. But, but we probably have a different contest. It's true. Why not listen to a more modern episode? Yeah, come on. Catch up. up. Catch up, Slowpokes. Here's the thing. Wait, are we still alive? We are still here. Okay, good. No, but in, in the, the future. future. Yeah. Well, in some parts of the future, no. Sera. In fact, most of the future know. Sera, sera. But most of the past know as well. Mm-hmm. Eh, we, just, you take a, what you can get. We're a mere blip on another blip. Okay, listen. Uh, all I got to say, though, mm-hmm. is if we are not around in the in the future and mm-hmm. you're around, mm-hmm. uh, just ask us one simple thing. Yeah. Avenge us. <laughs> Please do. Find out how we died. And avenge us. And avenge us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what's our contest? Our it, contest is... Is avenge us. Avenge us. our contest. <laughs> we're asking you... <laughs> To make our lives better by avenging us. Will that work? Does that actually work? No, it doesn't no. work. So that's we don't want that. What we want you to do is send us three topics. You know you want us to talk about something. You've, you've said to yourself, I wish Ian and Dave would tackle blank. Send in three topics. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about them for a complete hour. We're going to make a show, a sneaky dragon episode, whenever it fits into the uh, timeline. I don't know. Let's say it's episode... 324B. That's right. It'll it'll be just for you. It'll be your episode. You can have it to hold. Well, not hold, obviously. It'll just be electronic data. But you'll have it for yourself. You can just listen to it, and that's the end of it. You can share it with other people. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, let me, let me throw this out as an option. Say you yourself are a podcaster, mm-hmm. and you want a damn week off. You could you could air this episode as your episode that week because you own it. Yeah, just true. shove that in there, and then all of a sudden you're a podcast about pottery or whatever it is. Nothing we can do about it. No, we can't do anything. We can't. And and hell, you could charge for it. We can't do anything. Nothing we can do. Wow. You could plant this podcast as evidence at a crime scene, <laughs> and we will take the heat. That's true. You could uh, for for it. You could you could do that. Yeah. The only thing at the murder scene was mm-hmm. this, and a note that said, "Avenge me." Mm-hmm. Wait a second. That's your body. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> the the past is future. Yeah. Oh, man. You could do a live podcast and just limp, limp, lip sync our entire show. No, I think it's limp sync. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. You got it right the you first time. Could, you could limp dink the entire show. Yeah. It's up to you. What right, do you want to do? And uh, yeah. I, I want to get back into lip syncing in just a second, uh, but also want to throw out a plug for a show I'm doing on the 19th of January, Comic yeah. Books Live. We're doing that over at the Havana uh restaurant uh, that's got a theater in the back and uh uh the 19th i'll be hosting uh, that show combining comedy and uh and comics yeah 
And if you want to read more about that, uh, go to our Facebook page and uh, I'll, I'll put up a little link to it or, or some such. But it'd be nice to see you there live and in person then. And also, final uh, plug before we get started, uh, Sparks book. Dave colored it. I wrote it. Nina Matsumoto drew it. It's coming out from Scholastic. When? February 27th. We'll tell you more about the book launch as we get closer, but please pick one up. Yay, Nina. They say it's for kids, and, uh, but I think it's for everybody. Uh, congrats, I just want to congratulate you two for your five out of five stars in a, in a recent book review. Oh, thanks. That was really nice. Oh, thank you. It was like IVC something, something. Yeah, I'm not too sure what I'm it is. I'm not sure what it was, but it was nice. And it requires you to sign in or join in order to see comments. So, mm -hmm. But you know what? Don't read like, the comments. I was like, well, I guess I'll never see the comments. They Good. Nothing, they're nothing to do with me. I know, but listen, once you've got, if you got a review and it's five out of five stars, I'm like a bird on this whole thing. I'm like a, a bird's eye view of this whole process. Sure, it's but you like fun. five five out of five stars, mm -hmm. and uh, and then like, why would you want to read the comments? Because the comments can't be any better than that. You're no, already you're right. at best. You're already at best. So you. But there just could be go, ones that were like, you're right. This some, was, it's great. It'll be someone going, eh. Well, it could be. But also, we, we could be some saying, we're, yeah, we're, we're getting some pretty nice reviews on Goodreads as well. Oh, uh, it's 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 interesting though. There, uh, there's there is there are occasionally you will read the three star review. That's about as low as it goes, which is mm. which is okay. Yeah. Uh, but even those are going like it's hilarious, mm. which is nice. But then there's also people who they are don't like, understand the star system. <laughs> maybe not. But then there's other people who are like, I uh, think it's three out of three stars. They explain the concept behind it, which is you know uh, two cats in a robotic dog suit mm -hmm. to fight an alien baby with a sentient litter box, and then the next thing. Story's not very original, but we really enjoyed it. I'm like, well, what the? Yeah, you're right. It's that old story of the sentient litter box and the two cats dressing up as a dog. Yeah, okay, you know. Yes, There's only classic. seven stories, they say, and mm -hmm. sentient litter box with two cats dressing up as a dog. Uh, has been overdone. Yeah, it's right after man versus nature. <laughs> you're correct. My mistake, but that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's being a Johnny Fussy Boots. I'm very happy with the response so far. February 27th, it's available for pre-order now on your local Amazons or whatever. Or even in your local bookstore. Or your local bookstore. Go into a brick-and-mortar bookstore Support. and buy, buy that and a book on how brick-and-mortar uh, works. And make your own hmm. brick and mortar uh, shop. Did you know that the Romans invented concrete? Invented the cement, like concrete cement. Oh, okay. But the technology was lost for a long time after the Roman Empire collapsed. The recipe went away, so it took a while for us to figure that Who out. Who invented the the ark? What do you mean arc? Like the arc, like a like an arc door, like an arc. The uh, the arc. The arch is a Roman invention. Arches, yes, yeah, sorry. the arch is a Roman invention. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some smarty pants went uh, went round. Let's see. I don't think they in, they. Invented the idea of the cupola, though, which is like a kind of perfected arch, and then it goes all the way around. I could be wrong, though. I don't want to. Don't want to jump. I don't want to go on a limb on that. And let's once again say vomitoriums were not what you think they are. Nope. Anyway, uh, they were back... places where they buried vomit. Back to lip syncs. Mm -hmm. When people talk about, uh, oh boy, the '80s, and they remember them fondly, there's some things that I don't think they. I'm remember. not that person, but okay. Fair enough. Uh, they used to have uh, lip sync clubs. That was a thing for a very brief period of time. There lip was sync one... clubs? Yeah, there was like a club in town. How do you know about this? Because the first rule of lip sync club. <laughs> I cannot say lip sync, everyone. I think you're I thinking think of I said the first link. rule of mime club. Is... I think I said lip sync. That's right. The first rule of mime club is to not talk about mime club. That's right. You're right. Uh, but there was a club called uh, Lips, I believe, in in Vancouver. Okay. And uh, one yeah. p. One p. I, I, uh... I wonder if they're related to Lips Incorporated. Which is... Can I take you to Funky Town? Oh, I didn't know that. Is that uh, do, do, the name do, do. of the band that yeah. does Funky Town? Yep. Okay, and then, and then many other bands did Funky Town afterwards. Yeah, Lips Limited 
and Lips Corp uh, LLC. I'm glad that they. I, I, oh, they're limited. Are they? There are they incorporated as well? No, they were a limited company. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's good. Well, that helps yeah. them with liability issues. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Because that town can funky get too town, funky. You don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, you're just asking for trouble. A in lot funky of people town. threw their back out in Funky Town. <laughs> but people would go to this club, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if they would go to watch professional lip syncers or if it would be like a karaoke situation mm. where you could go up and lip sync. Yeah, uh, I really don't know. But it was yeah. so popular that uh, they had lip sync clubs, and there was yeah. one TV show, and I forget what the name of it was, uh, but uh, it was just a lip sync TV show. Mm. And the first act that they had on was a guy doing a Michael Jackson thing, and it was brilliant. You went, oh, what a great show this will be, and then nothing ever lived up to it. No, no. I guess, I guess they, yeah, they should have had that at the end of the show. The very last episode? No, the very last part of the, the, that first episode should have been the Michael Jackson game. Oh, you wouldn't have waited for the whole oh, show. Really? You wouldn't have sat through this whole nonsense. It was, it was that bad? Yeah, it's just people lip syncing. It's terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if it's like Michael Jackson, you got to do all the dance moves, and it's like, this all makes some sense. Mm-hmm. When I was a youngster... Okay, let's Let's, uh, spin let's go yarn. back to the 80s. Already? We had, um, well, we had what, I can't remember they called it now, but it was, we had like... Uh, was it a was it Air a, garage a, a hoop and a stick? Is that what you're thinking? Yes, about? the old hoop and stick. The old hoop stick. That's exactly what we had. Well, we did have hoops and we had sticks. I, we never, I never connected them like that. But um, and thank you. I've obviously missed out a huge part when of my childhood. When did that fall out of favor? The old hoop and running, stick. Running, running with a hoop. hoop and stick. Yeah. yeah. And then they, someone one day people went fuck it. The invention, of, the invention of the car. I think made that it too I think dangerous. it was after. I made think it, it was too afterwards. dangerous. Okay, but okay. So uh, what did you have? No, remember we would do like uh, at school they would do a thing where you would. You would go and you'd play pretend instruments and you'd play along with. Uh, so it wasn't really it wasn't lip syncing because you weren't actually singing. Mm. Or lip syncing is just pretending you're singing, yeah, right? That's right. Oh, so it's sort of the same thing. It but is. It was like a f- you're talking about lip syncing. Okay, but wasn't it a different name than lip syncing? Yeah, air banding, air, air guitar, band. yeah, like air, air, band guitar. Or air guitar, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you start singing though while yeah. you're playing air guitar, mm-hmm. then you are lip syncing. We had one fun show of that. I did. I did the lighting for one show, and it was pretty good. Like the, you know, I was. I didn't know anyone. In school at that time, so I just you know I just hung around in the rafters. Did they did they want you to do this, or were you like a Phantom of the Opera type? I was uh, more of a Quasimodo. Okay. Yeah, as more kind of needed more sound than lights, but okay, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, I was more of a Phantom of the lighting, the lighting rig. Uh, so and it was pretty good. Like you know, there there's people there who are very proud of their their uh, air guitar. There's one person who one guy he came out and just by himself he just played along to the entirety. Of uh, that uh, ten years after song from the Woodstock, you know. Okay. Do you know that song? No, it's, I don't. It's, but... it's interminable. Mm-hmm. It's like a forever song. It's just like you know, going home, do go home, do go home, do Then he starts playing that. This is like super long solo that went on and on forever. But he had like a he had a neck of a guitar that he would play it on, but not the body of it, just the neck. Okay. And he just played the neck of this guitar, and you know, I guess I guess it was impressive. Um, Do you think he was coming close to what the notes were, or was it just like random? You know what? He, he could have played whatever. Okay. I would not have known it, but I think I have a feeling that he's so proud of it because it was so accurate. Mm-hmm. And if we could had like simultaneously simultaneous footage of Elvin Lee of ten years yeah. after playing his guitar at Woodstock, sure, with this fellow, this long-haired denim-jacketed fellow, it would have how'd it go? Very... Did it go over well for people? Did they enjoy it? People seemed to be fine with it. There was like someone did ballroom blitz. And that okay. song, that's all I remember. The rest of it kind of went over my head. Um, the next year, I actually performed in it okay. in a band with with uh, our former guest of the show, Rob Repsol. Okay. And some and my brothers and another friend or a friend well, of my both brothers. Both brothers. Yep. So three three uh, Dedricks. 
Oh, guess no, no. It would have been no. My younger brother would have been there. He wouldn't have been in school yet. So yeah, it was two days. My my middle brother, okay, me, Rob, and a person who uh, I didn't know very well, but it was a friend of my brother's. So we showed up. We had a great name, the Frosted Flakes. Okay, so I think it's a pretty good name. And then uh, we played uh, an XTC song, a science fiction. Okay, Burn My Fingers. It was before their first album. Um, I guess white music, I think it's called. Yeah, white music. Because uh, that's what that's what very... people like at an air band is deep cuts. It's a very, it's a very yes, yeah. but it's a very Let's do some B-sides. it's a very fun Let's song. Really get to... so there was a there was another uh, person there I knew. Uh, he was doing Prince. Okay, uh, you know, and he had the whole Prince getup, and he had like built drums and everything like that. So we we took his drums. Basically, we without really asking, we just took them by saying, "Hey, we're gonna use the drums." We just took them out on stage, mm-hmm. and then uh, we broke them during our set. <laughs> Before he did his thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it wasn't very nice of us. It was accident. It was an accident. Was it though? I don't know the guy. I didn't know the guy who was playing them, pretending to play them. He he might have might have meant to do it anyway, but it was pretty impressive. My my brother did a backflip during the during the song. Okay, that was pretty good. The next year, they had the air guitar or whatever. Air did band. Prince show up again? Prince was not there. Oh no, no. I think we wrecked it for him. <laughs> but um, and we're, anyway, and then uh, but the next year we came. Like we were playing like broomsticks and things. Like we didn't bring like real guitars or anything. We were just playing no, broomsticks. We were just and, stealing other people's and equipment. Stealing other people's equipment because we had no drums. A bunch of bullies is we're, what you guys were. A bunch of roughhouses. We weren't really set up for all this stuff. So, mm. so then, uh, so then they decided the, the teacher who's in charge of it the next year. Then the, she said, "Oh, well, you can't have any instruments. It's air guitar, so you shouldn't like have anything you're holding in your hands." And so it was just horrible. Because he had like no props or anything, so it wasn't any fun. Like <clears throat> when you're playing air guitar at home, you're like using a tennis racket or something to at least sure. to imitate a guitar. That's the idea of it. It's using household props to like pretend. Like I could say, I could see her saying, "I don't want anyone bringing like a real guitar or having a real drum kit. They're pretending to play on stage." That's that makes sense right, to me. Because you break it. <laughs> because some jerks will show up <laughs> and break your drums. But you'll. That was kind of mean of us. Now that I think about it, I didn't. It, obviously, we didn't mean for it to happen. We just saw mm-hmm. the drums there. We like, we need drums. So did you, did you apologize afterwards? Of course, I did. Mm. I, we were good, good friends. Okay, we see, we talk in the hallway all the time. All right. Are you Facebook friends right now? No, I don't really. Mm, still holds a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. There's a lot of there's a lot of people I knew in the past that don't, aren't I'm friends with on Facebook, and they all do hold grudges. <laughs> so. And so we, when we did the show, it was so it was so hard to do because you're just like holding your hands, like you're holding a guitar, and pretending you're playing something. And yeah. it's just really it's really awkward feeling. Like you're just like like it's kind of weird anyway. You're just pretending to play music on stage, but and then we chose a bad song, and it was just a disaster. This at that time it wasn't so as fun as you was before another one. deep cut. It was another deep cut, yeah, <laughs> but not as appealing. Like the. You know, science, XTC science fiction, which you know, okay, it's a deep cut, but it's a fun song. It's a bouncy, sure. silly song. You yeah. know that that had something that Rob loves, which is a moment of silence, and like the song stops for a second, and then it goes on, it starts again. Right? That's not a moment of silence to remember people. <laughs> <laughs> it was written on remembrance day. It's a moment day. of silence to remember That's the right. drum kit that died, <laughs> so this could go on. So this could. So, uh, but the next year we chose, yeah, we chose a song that was way too alienating. And this is the wrong spirit of the whole thing, and I and I, and I probably was the instigator of that, and I, I've regretted it ever since. Well, yeah, it's a bad karma to make up for uh, mm, the year before so. when mm-hmm. you heard the sound sure. of. Uh, <laughs> this is what it sounds like when Prince cries. Snap! Oops! Oh, there goes your symbol. Sorry. Okay. This is a here's your drum kit back. We put our foot through it. We're <laughs> sorry. I studied theater at Douglas College and uh, was friends with uh, 
my friend Diana Francis, and she uh, to did this, she go there? Yes, yeah, she did. Oh. Uh, a year a year after me, uh, maybe two years after me. After um, you left, I I I came back for one extra semester. Oh, okay. Um, so I went there for like two years and one semester. And so I may have two and a half years. No, two uh, and a third semest- years. Semesters were like a quarter. two and a third years. Sure. There's three uh, semesters in a year. But to finish my story, <laughs> uh, she to this day complains that they had to do lip syncs uh, as part of the drama thing. That yeah. just seemed like filler, just the mm. nonsensical filler that they have to do as big shows. And, uh, you know. There was a little bit mm-hmm. of uh, oh, it's good for like you. You got a, a, a stage presence and yeah. this thing. No, I can see it for that. You could. You yeah. could see like you got to now. You got to make this into a spectacle. You got to sell it. You got to sell. Got to sell it. There's yeah. things you got to do. But uh, she is not a hundred percent wrong that that was also mindless filler. There was some filler in that uh, mm-hmm. in that in that. Uh, well, yeah, because it's really if you want to get stage presence, why not like put on some one act one act plays or whatever. yeah, do more shows, do, do more, more plays, do yeah, more plays. That's things, right. Yeah. But lip syncing was uh, popular at the at the time. Yeah. And then it wasn't. The end. Except, mm. wrong. What? Wrong me. Hello. Now it's popular again on uh, on the YouTube sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would um, no. No, that wouldn't be that. Wouldn't be that. What do you think? I was going to say, is Miranda sings an example of that, but no, she actually sings. Yes. It would be an badly. example would be someone doing that Bruno Mars song and their entire school does it. And uh, they all do like a lyric or something and they take the camera through the hallway or something or... You know, but everyone, everyone but they're did lip syncing. Yeah, that's right. So everyone, it. but the Bruno Mars song, uh, mm-hmm. everyone did that one. Like yeah. uh, car businesses did that one, and mm-hmm. and prisons, I believe, did. But everyone did that one. Is that that kind of funky song that he did? Yep. Okay. It's the song, mm-hmm. Bruno Mars song. Oh, you mean? Yeah, of course I mean that one. Mm-hmm. What, what else would I mean? Well, he's done lots of other. Yeah, but that's not the song. You not heard about. that song? Yeah, you're thinking about the song mm-hmm. that we're thinking about. We don't yeah. even need to get into it. Yeah. What Tony Basil song are you talking about? You know which song I'm talking about. So let's not even have this conversation. Did you know that she was in the Monkeys film Head? As she danced in it. She oh, was, good. Because she's a she's actually a choreographer mm-hmm. more than she's a singer. Her singing career was sort of incidental to her actual skills. So she, she does a. She works a lot to this day. She does a waltz, I believe, like a waltz or a ballroom dance with uh, Davy. Oh, nice. I believe. If you guys have not seen the Monkeys film Head, it's a thing you can see. I really there's like some, it. There's some there's some stuff in it that's uh, quite good. Yeah, it's kind of a weird vignette thing written by uh, Jack Nicholson. Which is a weird thing, isn't that a weird thing? <laughs> isn't that strange? Yes. Did he write anything else? Any other movies? I don't. Because that's think a weird so. one movie to write. You know, just go head. Done. Yeah, I've said yeah. all I need to say. Done it all. I'm well, done as a writer. Bye. I mean, he was kind of a he was kind of a jack of all trades at that point in his career, and then and then he hit it big with uh, easy with Easy Rider, and then he never looked back. Five Easy Pieces, and on on he went from there mm-hmm. to greatness. And yet you have someone like say a Clint Eastwood who also hit it very big, mm-hmm. and yet went. I still want to write. I want to direct. I want to do the whole thing. He doesn't really write, but yeah, he directs. He doesn't write. No, he's more. He's a director. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, he directs and. I guess you could say he produces, but I'm sure he Sometimes has he becomes happy. a mayor, just for fun. Sometimes he becomes a mayor. Just because I'm a mayor now. Because I'm okay. mad about this development that's not happening. Fine, I'm your mayor. I'm like, okay. You need to make this golf course better. All right, done. <laughs> um, yes, some people have those skills. Other people, you know, like something like Jack Nicholson, I think, you know, he's just having a lot of fun. He didn't need to add to, add to his plate. He did, didn't he direct a movie, though? Didn't he direct, like, a, a Western film? Hmm. I gotta think about that. I think there is a movie that he directed where he's like a he's kind of a, a uh, like a dissolute outlaw. Oh, is he who, in it? Who winds up with Mary Steenburgen? Oh, in well, the movie. Okay, are which you is think, no bad. Are thing. you thinking of Back to the Future Three? 
I'm not thinking of Back to the Future 3. Okay, because that is a Western with Mary Steve Burgeon in it. You know what? Every movie from that time period has Mary Steen. That's true. That is the one, the one constant. Horses mm-hmm. and Mary Steen Virgin. <laughs> That's right. Because you know, you know why? Mm-hmm. It's because uh, she actually used to sleep with the horses, like in the same uh, stables. Yeah. That's where she lived. She used to live for various reasons I don't want to mm-hmm. get into. But yeah. Mary uh, Steen Virgin was having some rough times, and so yeah. she'd be in the stables. So if you did a Western, you'd yeah. gather all the horses and go, who's that lady? Oh, it's <laughs> Mary Steen Virgin. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. does she act? Yes, she does. And so they'd like bring her out. They bring her out as well yeah. and put her in the and put her in the movie and then when the movie was over, back to the stable with the horses and Mary Steenburgen. And one day, that's where Ted Danson wandered in to find a horse and went, "Oh, she's uh, nice." And then they got married. Are that's they still the, married? That's the one uh, thing you want to call me on in this story. <laughs> <laughs> that's only part of it that interested me. I believe they are still married. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that they were married. Yeah, I knew she was married to Malcolm McDowell. They met during Time After Time, the Jack the Ripper. Right. He was uh, he was hiding from the press after doing blackface with Whoopi Goldberg in the stable. You're talking about Ted what, Danson. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Who else would I be talking about? Bruno Mars? Well, because I mentioned Malcolm McDowell, and then you brought up he was hiding in the stable. I made it sound like Malcolm McDowell was hiding in the stable after I don't think black, Malcolm McDowell would, would hide uh, from that, but Ted Danson <laughs> was, and that's where he Did met he Mary hide? St- uh, it was an awkward time. It was awkward, yeah. It was an awkward time. It was kind of weird. Like, she wrote the script for him. Oh, there was lots you'd of... you think that she There was have... lots of reasons they said you, it's fine. You think, you'd think she'd see the tone deafness of it all, there but was... I guess it was a little... Well, it was also... The... Wasn't it was it a little the... ahead of its time, a little behind its time. Wasn't it, it was the Friars something... Club? It was a, yes, it was a private engagement. And it well, was that's the thing. Be... It's like the Friars Club. Yeah. You know, uh, when you when you look at the the roasts, what you don't see is how incredibly racial they were, and and you know uh, they were filthy, yeah. and you know <clears throat> in the actual Friars Club when yeah. they did them for TV, of course not. And then you know they try to sort of recapture that now with the, the Comedy Central ones, like mm. oh they're a little dirty, but not in any way as dirty as they used to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the idea of like you're gonna uh, Ted Dance is gonna put on some blackface. You know, it's the Friars Club. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, someone brought a camera. That's the worst that could happen. <laughs> and there we go. Yes, I read a transcript of it in Spy Magazine and back he in the day. never worked again. To this never, day, he never. has never worked again. That killed his career. Completely. Yep. Didn't do... Uh, could have done a show like um, Bored to Death. Nope. Nope. No chance for him there. Could have, uh, he did... Could have been a minute on the... Could have done a movie about cousins. Does he do a movie about cousins? Yeah, it was called Cousins. Is it based on Cousin Cousine, yep. the uh, French yes. film? Yes, oh. it was. Okay. I also did... Did that come after... His uh, blackface thing? Oh, that is a good question. I think I'm it's not before, quite sure. Actually, okay. So, cousin, we, we yeah. Cu- He's all right. In, uh, Becker came afterwards. Oh, that's right, Becker. Yeah. Good place came after. That came long after. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure he did other sitcoms in between that as well. That no, it was just a long, long fellow period where he just did nothing at all. I think it lasts about 20 years. When you talk about Ted Danson, and I know you do often, uh, it is always surprising how long Becker was on for. And had no impact in your life, and you could well, not we didn't name. Watch it. I know, but you think like culturally, you would yeah. understand what Becker is. Mm. Like honestly, if I'm here, and and sorry that I have to pull this gun He's out. He's a mean doctor. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So gun to your head. Yeah. Uh, name someone else who was in Becker, or any other character in Becker, or an episode of Becker. I was going to say what the theme behind Becker was, but you've guessed that mean doctor. Okay. He was a mean doctor. That was all, uh, all I remember of it now. And I do was... remember the woman from uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Who was Dax? Uh, was on there. I remember she was on it, uh, and that was it. I don't know who that is. So I can't did you ever see Deep Space Nine? Mm, I don't think so. She was the lady with the spots on her face. There's a lady with spots on her face, like a measles victim. Yes, she was a measles small, victim in the future. Smallpox. Yep, hadn't, hadn't quite cured. She it. used to be a fella. Now she was a lady. Uh, she was like <clears> uh, she was an anti-Daxer. No, she was at. So she had uh, measles. 
Very good. Because your name was Dax. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm i happy to the jive. I see what you're saying. You, you get it. Um, Are you trying I'm, to tie this all back into Oprah now? With topicality and the anti-vax am movement? I, am I topical? Yeah. Have I been known to be topical? Because uh, Oprah's, uh, you know, maybe going to run for president. And she mm. was like, you know, you know she, it's helped, a good she idea. helped launch that anti-vax yeah. thing once upon a time. Did she launch it? Well, it was Jenny McCarthy came on her show yeah, and okay. promoted it. And that kind of gave it the push. She gave it the endorsement mm-hmm, as she does mm-hmm, to some mm-hmm. really horrible things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like a Dr. Oz or a Dr. Phil. Is Dr. Phil horrible? Yeah. Dr. Phil's horrible. Yes. He seems like a bully on his show. All right. I on a, really on a bit. Okay. I mean, recently there's been some reports that he's uh, given uh, uh, alcohol to addicts before they come on the show and stuff like that, oh. basically to get a good performance. That's Ugh. that's the rumor. But but that's awful. let me throw let me throw this out at you. Yeah. That Oprah, uh, you know, on her show decided to not do the exploitative stuff, kind of the Jerry Springer type thing. She used to have that kind of show. Okay. And then she went, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to bring out, basically it's like freak of the week. She's not going to do that yeah. kind of thing. We're like, yeah. this person did this horrible thing to this uh-huh. and I'm not going to do that. Okay. So that's great. Fantastic. But then she produces the Dr. Phil show and then he does it. Mm. So you can't get on the ethical high horse and then have the show with this guy who's just like, and there's a person who's in and in and the audience, boo. And now we're going to shame him. Boo. We hate him. Boo. He's bad. You're shameful. Boo. Are you going to change? Yeah. All right. Good. That's the show. Roll credits. You don't become a billionaire by being nice. Huh. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess it's a fact. I guess that's fine. It's a fact. And then Dr. Oz is great, just a big but... quack. So oh yeah, it's a complete phony. And, he was and in she promoted pro- the secret, which is also just nonsense. The secret is that a book, a self help book? What do you want, Dave? What do you want in your life? Give me, give me something you want. You want? What, what do, do you want? want in your life? What do you want? Where do you want? To want What's a dream of yours? Tell I wanted. Me. I want people to to not tell me things more. To not tell you things yeah, more? Well, yeah. just visualize it. Okay. Then make it happen? Uh-huh. There, you did it. That's oh. the secret, Dave. Oh, that is right. People tell me less if they're keeping secrets. That's right. Oh, thanks. So there's that. That works out well. The and secret. there's a bunch of that. Basically, it's all... Visualize. There's magic and stuff. Well, I mean, that's not... She did do a good speech. Okay. Give me a good The speech, fantastic. It's... Yeah. Don't follow it up with, and now could you lead us? Yeah. That's, that's right. not That's not good. Well, isn't let, that what you think? Let the speech be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good enough. Isn't that what you think when you hear that? You're just like, well, just what we need, another unqualified person to to take over the reins of this country. It's, I mean, in politics is not easy, as Donald Trump is learning. It's not an easy thing. It's not a, it's not a game. You can't just, like, walk in the door and think, I'm going to have some fun. But here's the here's here's the thing about uh, about that with the Donald Trump and the Oprah. And some other people were talking about this today, so this isn't the most original thoughts in the world. Um, but Well, well thanks. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Trump came in on, a, I'm a great businessman. I'm a self-made businessman. This is his That thing. doesn't work in politics, but okay. Okay, but all right. But the point I'm making is, yep. uh, he came in going, I'm a self-made, yep. which he's not. I know. Uh, I'm a great businessman. I great businessman. And it's going to translate well to uh, to this. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the th- I'm a great negotiator. I do all mm-hmm. this. And all the things that he ran on. Yeah. Oprah actually is. It's not great that those things are, but he mm-hmm. wasn't those things. He, yeah. was, he was born a millionaire. Okay. He was all these, you know, he's not a great negotiator. Mm-hmm. He's all these, you know, he's also a racist and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Where she did start from poverty. She was self-made. She did build herself up. She's the most successful African-American woman in the world. She's all these things. Yes, she is the things that Trump ran on. If you wanted those things that Trump was, yeah. you actually do get them with her. Uh, so there, So there is that. But yeah, is that a good thing for America? Probably not. No. But you can't run America did like a vote for that once, yeah. but didn't get it because the guy was a big fucking liar. Where she actually is those things that uh, he said he was. Mm-hmm. 
but government isn't business. She so wouldn't play golf. That way. He didn't say he'd play golf. He does play golf. She wouldn't play golf. She would do something else. And she does believe in magic, and so it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> she believes in actual magic. Well, it's, you know, it's not a million miles away from, if that's what the general religion is, she's spiritual more than religious, but the spirituality leads into things like the secret, where if you believe it, you can manifest it. Mm. And, you know, the the one that I always remember as like, oh my gosh, and she had this on her show, which was where she had the two jars of water. And uh, then uh, put wrote on little signs in front of the water, uh, love and hate. And okay. then and then they had the scientist come in the next day and took a reading of the water and you know the crystallization or whatever the water. And just look at these patterns here. The water with love. It's like these beautiful patterns. The the water that said hate on it. It's like oh the random tarot jagged patterns. <laughs> like that's bad. I don't know if that's bad or not. Uh, yeah. And then she said uh, she went oh that's amazing. And it's like the effect that just the words can have on yeah. you know yeah. our surroundings and uh, my thing on that was you're bearing the lead the, the amazing thing is water can read you just <laughs> discovered water can read and it can read english it's lucky yeah. you had english water yeah. that could read this english and also it can read backwards because the water's inside the thing <laughs> amazing the smartest water you've ever, i don't want to drink water anymore because i know it now can read yes uh, the shape uh, of water and that was one of those things she had on her show and it's like uh, i just i don't know if that person should be president that believes water can read mm. Yeah. You can't lead if water can read. <laughs> Ooh, you've just destroyed her in one rhyme. Right. If, but, but I think with the Trump thing, I think people are considering, you know, Trump's cancer. What gets rid of cancer? Well, chemo's bad, but chemo might get rid of cancer. I don't fucking know. And this is where you get a thing. Or maybe you're getting that situation where, you know, you hire the dogs to get rid of the cats, and now there's dogs everywhere. And <laughs> That's right. We then might... you got to get the tigers to get rid of the Amer- dogs. And then you America, get the elephants. Yeah, America will be the uh, little old lady who swallowed a fly. And yes. Is, you know, now so eating a tiger. I don't, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't think it's a good idea. And not that I think politicians are magical, mm-hmm. but I think that good politics is tricky and requires a sense of self-sacrifice and duty that I think is not in your average celebrity's makeup. You know, their or your average business person's makeup. They tend to be very driven people that are single-minded, are focused, are indifferent to other people in some ways because mm-hmm. their success comes over other people. And that's just a fact of business. So how do you feel about, okay, in the States, you had uh, George Bush following his father. Mm -hmm. You had uh, Hillary Clinton running. Her husband was president. In Canada, we've got Justin Trudeau. His father, Pierre Trudeau, was... So you got dynasties as well. How do you feel about those? It's not that I care about dynasties because, I mean... seems to be the way things are. Hillary Clinton uh, served in government for many years. Oh, yeah. She was very qualified. So she was a qualified political candidate. Bernie Sanders was a qualified, well, I guess you're not really, but George W. Bush was a governor of Texas. He had experience in politics the same way that Ronald Reagan had experience as a governor of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Trudeau is a different case because he's someone who really did just sort of walk in on his father's reputation on his, and I think, and I think he would be less well considered if he hadn't made that fantastic eulogy at his father's funeral, which I really think gave people an idea of him that's a lot... You know, that kind of has, you could kind of take take that to the bank, you know, because it was a beautiful eulogy that was so well thought of, so well spoken, so heartfelt, so intelligent, so, you know, and I think he's a very clever person, but I, I, I don't think he knows much about politics. And I think if you look at the Liberal Party, who aren't 
suffering in terms of you know their economic performance, et cetera, things like that that we would mark a government by. But a lot of people would consider them a failure because their message somehow is not leaving their their or not leaving the black hole in the middle of the party, which is Justin Trudeau, who's such a powerful personality that it seems to suck everything mm-hmm. towards him rather than let us know what you know everyone around him is doing. You know, because right now we're in a tricky position. We're a country that you know the sleeping elephant the giant american the orangutan or the, the orange orangutan <laughs> and we're and then we're dealing with uh trump who wants to renegotiate nafta which is mm-hmm. a vital trade agreement that's you know for for canada and for mexico to, and vital for the states as well like i was reading an article about it actually and they were talking about how canadian politicians have completely bypassed the white house because it's so it's so it's not not that they, not that Trump is, un, you know, a unpleasant person. Well, he is an unpleasant person, but that's something you have to deal with in politics anyway. But it's he's so unreliable. He's so variable. He just swings whichever way the wind blows. Mm-hmm. And so what they're doing is they're going to the states where they have strong trade relationships and going to the governors of those states and negotiating at that level with those states. It makes sense. And make and making those people a voices for Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, so New York and other places that have, you know, really strong relationships, you know, places like, seriously, places like New York, like Buffalo and stuff like that would, those towns would die without Canadians. Like those, that's a, it's a vital trade relationship. And so, because Buffalo is closer to Canada than it is to any other part of of New York state. So they need that relationship. And, um, you know, the things like, you know, America first and blah, 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 those kind of movements doesn't help Americans for one thing because it's not how the world works. You know, trade doesn't work that way. But also, it doesn't help Canada. It doesn't help the. You know, it's just a. So it's an interesting thing that they're that they're doing that. To me, what's in, more interesting though is that we don't know about it unless you want to take the time to sit and read uh, magazines, you know, and our political columns and things like that. And I feel like it's a government for all its very on point public relations is having trouble getting its broader accomplishments out into the into do you the public watch the do you watch the nightly news on a i don't watch basis? i don't like the news. i used to uh and i was not getting a lot of that mm-hmm. you know but to be fair i don't watch the national i would watch like uh local, local yeah local news but i would assume that they would have some national news on there i think so and uh I, you know I, th- I think like a lot of americans for better or worse get a lot of their political news from comedy shows uh because there's enough of them that they have to do so much of it mm-hmm. that at least some of them go i'm gonna i'm gonna do a deep dive and i'm gonna cover things like john oliver will cover yeah. things at a deeper level than mm-hmm. even the news will sure and i and and we've got a lot of political shows here but they're also fucking surface <laughs> that the, the, there's nothing to them right yeah. like you it used to be rick mercer a little bit would break down what was going on in government or try to show you the hypocrisy of what was sure. going on or compare it to a past government who's tried this before and this has not occurred but he really doesn't do that kind of thing anymore and no one does and so there's not really yeah. a way of getting that information unless you really dig through the unless newspaper you're, unless and not, you're interested and, and not yeah. And not even like a newspaper like the province here. Like if you, I read the, well, I read the province, and you okay. really don't get a lot of uh, not, not, national news yeah, about you know not, what's going on with like the Liberal Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I much prefer the Vancouver Sun in that way, which is, but that's why I like the newspaper because the newspaper gives you information that you that you have no choice but to get. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like everything else in my life, I choose the information I'm getting. If I'm watching John Oliver, I'm watching John Oliver because I agree with John Oliver. If I'm watching the, the Daily Show, I'm watching it because I agree with, with uh, Noah Trevor? 
Trevor Noah, yeah. Trevor Noah, sorry. Sorry, everyone. It's mixed up. Um, I, you know, I haven't seen, I haven't watched that show for quite a while. I didn't even watch it when John Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of off it. Okay. But I don't. By that time of night, I've seen like two other shows cover mm-hmm. these issues, and you're mm-hmm. about, you're going to about to cover the same thing generally. Yeah. Okay. Got to give us something different. Where's the angle? What's the angle? But, um, I just find those shows, you know, I watch those shows because I agree with them. So it's pleasant to watch those shows because we agree with each other. Reading a newspaper, I'm going to recall myths that I do not agree with, you know, and so it's challenging. I want, and that's, you know, like it's unpleasant to read Christy Blatchford, but it's challenging. So you can read it and at least get information that you can agree with or disagree with. But there it is for you, you know, or Andrew Coyne or something like that, who writes columns that I agree with and writes columns I don't agree with, you know, has opinions I, I would, we'd be in... In uh, sync, and other ones we wouldn't. We'd be out of lip sync. My problem—that's my problem with um, our current information delivery system—is it's so it's so we because you can you can make it so that it's just whatever you want to know, mm-hmm. and you just get what you want to hear and what you want to know, and then you don't know <laughs> because you've edited out all this stuff. Not 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 consciously, mm-hmm. but we unconsciously have kind of you know, cut away a huge part of the, sort of the generals of life, the general elements of, of information and things. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't read, you know, something good would be like Time Magazine or The New Yorker, mm-hmm. less so, but somewhat. McLean's Magazine in Canada, sort of general interest that give you like an overview of things and you can agree or disagree with what they have to say. Um, but where's that Where's that in a media, in a media presence? Where, where's that? Uh, again, in Canada, why don't we have that? It's like, we've got so many channels. Why isn't one of them doing that, basically being the McLean's and just yeah. breaking it down? Yeah, because there's no money in it, I guess. McLean's is, is majorly but subsidized ne- by the but government. But there's so. never been... Well, why why wouldn't this be as well? Why wouldn't this, it be, is, why wouldn't this be a CBC it, show then? It, it is, but that money gets go, pours into buying uh, TV shows to put on television. So yeah, the money that goes to television stations in Canada goes to buy The Voice and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because there's no requirement for what, you know, like CanCon and stuff like that has become so watered down that there's no requirement for them to have and to you say, programming. And you say there's no money in it, but that's not really how Canadian television works. It's not an advertiser-based system. No, it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a funding system. So if you, can, if you could provide an argument why this would be beneficial mm-hmm. to Canadians, you probably could do a show like that. You just have to do it well, which would be... But the problem is, is we have media conglomerates that own all the stations. And so then they're not looking at it in terms of information. They're looking at it in terms of stock price. Mm. That's what's valuable to them, right? So whatever keeps viewership up. And I mean, there are state. There, I mean, there are stations. I mean, we have C-SPAN, not C-SPAN, but we have a, a station like C-SPAN, don't we? It's Which been a while since I watched about? it. Like a po- political station that broadcasts what's happening in par- Parliament. And, in Canada? Yeah. We might. It might be way, way up on the dial. Jesus, mm-hmm. now I'm trying well, we to think to, like, it. It's hard to find You're now. right. We used to. It was easy to find because we had less channels. So was, you'd stumble upon it and you could sit and watch Parliament for a while and go... Well, a side note to are that... These, are these adults? You would stumble upon channels when you would scan. Whereas you don't do that anymore. No. You just go down your list and, and yeah. you don't yeah. ever go, huh? Unless it's got a weird name and you're like, oh, what's that about? Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, like the par- parliament's really interesting if you if you watch it. Sometimes I love the arguments and what have you. Sometimes it's a little bit childish, it's a little too formal. Yeah, well, it's a little far- formal, but they do get like snide and snarky. Not as much so. No, I don't mean like formal like that. I just mean it has like a, a it has a 
a, a series of traditions and, and things that people do. People so are holding very, large rods it's very, and uh, stuff, and it does look a little Star Wars. And everything you do is very established. You know, the way the, the snarkiness is pretty much like yeah. a script almost by this point. Yeah, you know? with the right honorable speaker, please. Yeah, yeah. let everyone know why he's such an <laughs> asshole. Huff and puff, huff and puff. Can't say that word. Okay, fuddle little, fuddle little. Oh, you could you can't say huff and puff because of uh, no, no, too, I just say you can't, like say, can't say asshole. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think you can say anything now, right? Can't you? No, sure, there are not. parliamentary procedures. In the states, still. you can because he did the uh, whatever the, the the he used the shit today. So yeah, that was terrible. Fun. Oh, it was uh, really terrible. But yeah, it's the yeah. thing. Oh, by the way, here's the thing about Oprah. That's the one fun thing. Oh, okay. Is that uh, when you're talking to the kind of right wing side about why Oprah shouldn't run? Yeah. Any of their reasons why she shouldn't run? Yeah. Are reasons that Trump shouldn't have run? Yes. And that's the only reasons that she shouldn't mm -hmm. run. Exactly. So it's great. So that's the one fun thing is mm -hmm. you've now got, you've now, by her saying that she might run, they have forced the right or whatever. I don't even think the writer who support Trump, whoever fucking supports Trump. Oh, the right supports Trump. No, no. Sometimes. And sometimes it's like, I think, I don't think he's right wing. He's something else. Oh, no, no. He's not right wing, but I, but he isn't, he is in the pockets Fair of the enough. ultra conservatives. But whoever supports Trump, yeah. you know, if they're, if they're anti-Oprah, the, the, she has now forced them to basically be anti-Trump mm -hmm. by saying why she shouldn't run. There's no, there's no other reasons that you could throw that, like, you know, uh, for that oh, we shouldn't have a celebrity, we shouldn't mm -hmm. do this, that, that, not taking it seriously. She's got no experience, like any of the reasons. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I just, but I feel like we have in front of us the reality of of that uh, those objections mm -hmm. is standing right there at the at the podium, telling us that he's perfectly sane and not crazy. Mm -hmm. And so we should look at that and say, you know what? It's that's right. We, we let's no longer elect people that don't have. Like I don't care if you elect an actor. Mm -hmm. You know, like if someone has experience. Reagan. Politics, Reagan did what Reagan did. Sure, or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I guess would be someone who yeah. you know was a governor for. I don't think he was. Jesus, even was Jesse Ventura was able to do it for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and as a radical, you know, yeah. someone who and is his nickname's the, the body. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> he had a body. He did, mm -hmm. and that body was governor. We had they had two governors from Predator. Yeah, yeah. two. Yeah, they also had two presiding bodies. Ah, yeah, nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but the things that you dislike about Trump, like if you just went for the surface, yeah. and just went, oh, the guy's a racist. Well, Oprah's not a racist. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, he's sexist. Well, no, nah, she's a woman. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, he seems like he might be senile, mentally incompetent. Well, she seems sharp as a tack. Okay, so uh, you know, the when you're going down the basic things, you know. You know, she, you know, he, he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. She always seems to know what she's doing. Mm. You know, she ran successful businesses. He ran unsuccessful businesses. Her magazine's been around for a damn long time. Yeah, it's, it, really has, it really has been around for a long time. It's a lot thinner than it was, but it's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if her, her TV station, it was quite the rousing success that it was supposed to be, but TV channel, oh. I don't, I don't know if it was. Or it started or not. as one thing and became another. Yeah. I think they found, it's kind of like A&E. We're going to do a channel. It's all about arts and entertainment. It's going to be classy shows. You know, two months later, intervention, hoarders. You know, just... well, actually, in between that and that, it was uh, it became the World War II channel for a while. Mm. It was like, well, how is this arts or entertainment? It just rise, whatever, whatever is coming along. Right. You know what killed A&E when they uh, took <laughs> biography and put it into its own own channel, like its own ah. state. Yeah. Biography was pretty good. Biography was a really good show. If you watch though more than five in a row, you get the formula and go, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. Gets bad. And then it gets better. Yeah, here's some black and white photos. <laughs> and there, the start of the dream. Here we go. Building. Yeah. Oh, slight success. Mm -hmm. Got a little clip of that old show they did. Oh, that's nice. Okay. And then what? Oh, this twist. 
<laughs> really successful. Everything's great. Oh, oh no, something's gone wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's fall from grace. Mm-hmm. But you know huh? what? Things have turned around. Uh-huh. And uh, what does the future hold for yep. Gallagher? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah, not much. Maybe he'll run for public office. Maybe he'll maybe he'll storm off of a podcast. <laughs> You don't know. Maybe he'll say some racist shit in front of an audience. Maybe he'll try speaking Spanish, thinking he can speak Spanish, and he can't. And that'll be the show. And oh. that'll be, woo. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait, and you're also doing anti-Spanish things while you're speaking Spanish? <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, lordy. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Yeah, it's, it was a, well, what I most appreciate uh, A&E for was that it, it ran, um, the mystery shows from the '70s, like Macmillan and Wife and Banachek and all that great stuff, and then and Columbo, of course, and then um, who was the cowboy? McLeod. McLeod, yeah, McLeod. And uh, he rode a horse. He didn't ride a horse. He rode a horse in the credit sequence. Why did he just? But I don't think just... I don't think in the show itself there was much horsing around. Not too bad. It, it too seems bad. like the angle of like seems he comes like in on a horse. Been, yeah. yeah, based on a based on a um, Clint Eastwood movie. There's a Clint Eastwood film where he's like a small town sheriff from some place in the West, and he comes out to New York to uh, capture someone. There's a lot of, a lot of kind of you know fish out of water stuff. And then later with Macmillan and wife, it was Macmillan no wife. Macmillan no wife. That's right. His wife got killed. Did what did she? Well, they wouldn't get divorced, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I don't remember that. I think I think wife got killed. Mm. Which is too bad. It is too bad. Yeah. What did she do? What did she do to deserve that? She must have asked for more money. It's the worst thing you can do. It's the worst thing you and can do. And that was Nancy Walker, who was on that too. Who was, was she? I believe so. Miss Millen and wife. Oh, she was like the she was like the the maid of all all the house. The right. House, People were always like uh, spilling liquids, and she would like use bounty and pick it and uh, clean it up. <laughs> and then you go like, you can't do a commercial in the middle of the show. And she go man, and then she'd go off and do Rhoda. <laughs> that's why. That's why she left. Yeah. Um, and Blansky's Beauties for one season. You love that show. Drives me nuts that show. <laughs> Um, and then, but they also played Lovejoy on that channel. Mm. So that was a really good show for for a while. Then it it also jumped the shark. Or... Now that was like the Antiques Roadshow, but with murder. Is that right? Yeah, it was basically it was it was kind of like the Antiques Roadshow in the sense that it it had a lot of back, a, a sort of it had a lot of smartness about what like how you could forge paintings or what what made like a Chippendale an actual Chippendale and what to look for. You know, when you're yep. when you're appraising antiques and things like that, and I had a lot of fun like that. And then, you know, it had a had a charming rogue played by Aidan McShane as the yeah. as the as Lovejoy. And then it had a good it had a really good sort of will they won't won't they relationship with with this woman who's like a married uh, aristocrat, like she was like Lady So and So or whatever. And it was, but she seemed very infatuated with Lovejoy, and, and it was it was it was good. And then there was some um, I can't remember his name. There was a an older fellow who's sort of a bit of a okay. tinker. I've seen, I've, seen tinker. A, I've seen a bunch of them, and I did like them. Tinker. Now, here's what I think. If anyone wants to make TV shows, let me give you a tip on how to do it. Get the writers of Lovejoy to write that show for you. That's Because not, not only did they write Lovejoy, they wrote Porridge. Okay. Um, only Fools and Horses, I believe. What was the sequel to Porridge, the spinoff, that was like when he got out? I don't think there por- was one. Yeah, was there, there? Yes, there was. Uh, Rising yes. Damp? No, no. <laughs> he was also in that show, that same actor. The, yeah. the uh, por- That actor died Porridge in a car is... accident. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. Porridge was the one where it was like in a prison, right? That's right, with Ronnie Corbett. Ronnie and, uh... Corbett. Well, they had a series where uh, it was after... Or Ronnie Ron... Barker, maybe. Ronnie Barker. Sorry, Ronnie Barker. Okay, He's the big Ronnie guy. Barker. The big guy. Where Ronnie Barker got out of prison, and it was about his life outside oh, of okay. prison. I see. Probably because that original actor from Porridge had passed away. That could very well be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here is how you make a TV show. They did a movie as well, And of I will withdraw my comment while you go. <laughs> and we're back. 
So sometimes Dave and I do our own podcast at the same time. <laughs> that's pointing uh, out they did a movie. No, it's a good. Uh, it's a good point. Um, take any reality show. Yeah. Uh, like uh, say a Hoarders. Okay. Okay. Or or or, or the one where uh, they um they open up storage lock storage locker wars. Okay. Okay. Get those shows. Yeah. Plus murder. The end. And every every time every week, uh, someone opens a storage locker, yeah. and there's a and, dead body, and there's a dead body, okay. and or oh, and or yep. there's someone who's been killed, and we have to examine their storage locker. Okay, and this person is a storage uh, locker expert, and so they look at the okay. things in there and go, ah, oh, well, here's all the clues you need to solve the murder, uh. and you break it down. But then he also or she, yeah, could also be a woman. Uh, goes through the well, stuff. Well, she's a she. It seems yeah. very likely. Could be. Yeah. Uh, and then goes through all the stuff and tells you the history of it, and then yeah. you trace it back and 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 see the stories and have lots of flashbacks, and then okay. you solve, end up solving the murder or well, hoarders, yeah. same deal. Mm-hmm. Hoarders, ugh. I know that's the scary bit. Yeah, that's a creepy one. I don't like that idea. That's a creepy. All right, well, what does, let's what go does with... the flat cat tell us? Oh, flat cat. That's a MacGuffin. <laughs> it's, it's just, a, it's a tease. Yeah, it leads, yeah, lead you astray. Yeah, it's a stray. It's, it's a stray flat cat. Um, the the writers of of porridge and those Dick Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenet mm-hmm. sounds I, like made I up just names. find them because yeah they wrote a lot of things like they wrote did you ever see the movie um, Still Crazy with Bill Nighy as they're like a, a rock band yes. that reunite and Timothy Spall's in it and those sort of all those kind of British actors of a particular rape vintage that yeah yeah they wrote the script they just seem to do like great things there was a sitcom they did called Auf Wiedersehen Pet that was very good where mm. about about brickies working in in Germany uh, yeah they just they seem to have it together. Cool. Just one of those kind of magical teams. All right. So you would recommend people see those those films? Oh, well, the TV shows. The TV shows. TV shows. It's still crazy as a movie. Yeah. It's yeah. Quite, very good. And then if you ever have the chance to watch Porridge or... Whatever or the Vitor's sequel Zane, was. Then you would like those shows, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I, I've been and they also wa- wrote Lovejoy. Very good. Watch Lovejoy. Uh, I've been watching a little bit of uh, Black Mirror and I've uh, found... Hmm. I've I watched found, one episode. Here's what the code is to Black Mirror. Everything's bad. No. Actually, there's some that aren't. Those are the ones I normally watch. I asked, like, well, all right, is this going to bum me out? And someone goes, nah, you can watch this one. I'm like, all right, good to know. Because <laughs> British sci-fi and me are not the best of friends. No. Uh, there's, like, at least, there's two There's two things that are all right ones this season. But here's almost okay. every Black Mirror that I've seen. Okay. Okay. It, it, here's the pitch. Would always be this. Okay. Okay, Dave, I've got a Black Mirror episode. Okay, let me okay. hear it. You know Tron? I know that Well. Oh. And then you just add a twist. Oh, really? So Tron is your, yeah. your jumping off Okay, point? you know Tron. Yeah. Okay, and then I and then I, and then you add something. Is that all it is? Sure, anything. Like if I go you like, know? okay, Dave, you know, yeah. you know, you know, Tron, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, but but uh, oh, well, actually, I was going to say race car drivers, but that actually is Tron. Uh, something that's not Tron. Okay, well, Dave, you know Tron. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Mix those two together. That's a Black Mirror episode. You know what? I think you have a, I think you have the wrong idea of the show because you have you've edited out the more. The more grim ones, because there are a lot of grim ones. Like that Charlie Brooker who does that show. Tron is grim. The if producer. You, Tron is about poor little accounting programs that don't know what they're doing being murdered. Little accounting programs that just want to add up numbers. Yeah. And they're getting like lasered in the chest with a little laser frisbee and exploding in there in terror. It's That's horrible. If we're just following time. that guy's story, wow. Tron is a horrific Horrific horror show. Mm. Or, I don't know how to drive a light motorcycle. Smash! I, I'm <laughs> obliterated. The end of me. Horribleness. Yeah. Yeah. Even at the best of times, I'm Tron. Yeah. And I've just found out I'm a computer program. And there's a giant world out there that I'll never see. Great. Thanks. What a wonderful thing. I love being Tron. Fuck my life. Well, that's kind of the Tron. That's, that's kind of the end of one of the shows for this season in, in Black Mirror, which is kind of a grim ending. 
for a show. Well, they're all grim endings except for some of them. Th- that's why it's like so when there isn't a grim ending, you go, oh, well, I find, all right. I found all their endings grim. This season? Yeah. We'll have to talk about that another and time. And other seasons too. I don't want to I don't want to spoil. I know things. there's shows that people love. Mm-hmm. And I just but when I think about them I think no, I don't think there's a cuz I know who wrote it, mm-hmm. which is Charlie Charlie Brooker. Brooker. Yeah. Wrote these scripts so I know that in his mind they're 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 not good endings. Like, to him they're bad endings. <laughs> that's why they are. Like if you watch the movie or watch the series Dead Set that he did, which is a good series. Yeah, I like that. But it's very grim. No one's getting out of this in a happy way. <laughs> and that's just how he likes it. I don't know why. He just like doesn't like he likes things to end in a kind of a bleak way. Uh, I so think, even I, if you think it's a happy ending. I do think it's a, happy, a couple of happy endings. He there. thinks it's bleak. Very good. Uh, well, you know what? I and he'll, think... he, dropped clue, he drops clues in there to let you know how bleak oh, it sure, is. Oh, sure, sure. You, can, and, and you yeah. know what? And you can take the happiest ending from anything, anything, and go like, this is not going to be happy. Yeah. You can literally take any Disney movie that's like, and they lived happily ever after and go, but what about the... And then, yeah, you know, it's not a happy ending. <laughs> Clearly it's not. Just happy stopping places. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that's great. He woke her up and uh, took her away. Yeah, she was asleep for a hundred years. Everyone she knows is dead. The world has completely changed. What a nightmare scenario. And she's always aware that I think she's, isn't she 16? What the shit? This is horrible. Why, why is that horrible? Uh, because like she got married at 16. Like that's, Of that time period, that was, that was old. She turned 16. She pricked her finger on yeah. a thing and then fell asleep for a hundred years. And everyone she knows is dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing she does, she wakes up. What? She didn't know yeah. she was asleep for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. She just got the news. Uh, what the hell? Yeah, everyone you know is dead. Oh, my God. And you've got to get married. <laughs> yeah. What? She's, well, what's, she's the, the early... what's the state of the world? She becomes Captain America. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> It's pretty easy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh I I am iffy about Black Mirror. Just because I I find it I guess Twilight Zone was the same though. It pretty much every episode was and it's like this and you're like oh. And it could get preachy. Oh yeah. And sometimes it could get funny. Sometimes it could just be scary. Sometimes it was funny. There were some good ones. And in the later dumber ones, uh not <laughs> like in yes, the, the hour long ones in oh, the eighties no, or whatever, where it's just like, Hey, and in the elevator there's a spider. The end. Mm, oh, that's scary. gruesome and horrible yeah. and uh, scary, and I didn't like it as a kid. And now I look back <laughs> on it and go like, that's not a Twilight Zone, that there's a spider in the elevator. Mm, that's mm. nothing. Yeah. That's a that's a comic book cover. That's nothing. <laughs> What's that? That's not a twist. There has to be, yeah, there has to be a bit of a twist. There has to be an angle. A spin in the, yeah, it has to be an angle, too. One of my favorite Twilight Zones is the one where the, the fellow buys the newspaper. He works in a bank, and he buys a newspaper, and he flips the quarter into the box. And then it stands upright in the box on its on its edge. Oh yes, that's right. That's a really good one because that's a kind of a, a fun one, and you needed those you need those sort of cheery episodes to to you know counter death visiting an old lady or the devil escaping from a monastery and all the rest of those things that happened. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just got I got a mysterious text from somebody. Oh, okay. Asking me if I'm at the studio right now. Okay. And I'm trying to use context clues to read back the old messages and oh. see who it is. Hmm. Do so, want, do you want to pause for a second? I want you to vamp for about one minute. Okay, All right. Dave, uh, if you were writing a Black Mirror, what would yours be about? Oh no, I'm not, I can't talk about that. Yep, that's, go. That's 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 just weird. Um, yeah, I would just do a, I would just do a, uh, I would redo that that uh, Twilight Zone episode, but I'd make it two hours long. That makes it so much better. The best Twilight Zones were the half hour ones, everyone. Just so you know, the 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 ones that were an hour long, too long for a twist. An hour is too long to wait for the story to sting you because you've invested an hour into this character and for the end of the thing to be a guy drops his glasses on the ground and can't now now he can't read books as if 
He can't like look at them really closely and and see the writing. I just don't buy it. It's terrible, terrible. Yeah, my big problem with that is there's other glasses in the world. Yeah, you'll find them. Yeah, it's not going to be a problem. It's not the end of the world. There's also large print text. Even back then, there yeah. was. You're going to be fine. Sure. And by the way, you were a jerk, so I don't really feel that sorry for you. Also, because you were just an unpleasant guy the whole the whole show. Mm-hmm. So you kind of deserve it. Did you figure it out? What's that? No, I have no idea. Uh, so I've just I've just said I'm doing a podcast with you, and we're going to see how this plays out right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. I've no, I don't know who it is. Did, was there a phone number? Yes, that doesn't help me. That's why I was. Asking. I can't recognize. Numbers. I was going to say, do you want to do you want to pause for a second? <laughs> you know what? We could cross. We could cross. Uh, reference. I'm probably going to get. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to pause for a second. Okay, we're going to cross reference. We're going to figure this out. show by the way sure all right okay i just want to change the topic Okay. Uh, away from this, um, because we had this artificial break, so we can make this quick, s- weird swing around. Because I was thinking it was something we were talking. Are we going to tell people who it was? Do we tell people? Yeah, we should tell people. It was the third dragon. It was the third dragon. Who's text? <laughs> Ian. This is here's the weird part of it. Ian, who I would call Nina, not only a friend but uh, a co-worker. Sure. You guys are collaborator. A collaborator. That's a better word. A collaborator. You guys have worked with the Germans together. Yeah. Against to the French. Yeah. Um, they're free French. And uh, so um, I would, you know, I called, you didn't have her in your phone. <laughs> you didn't know who she was. Nope. So I added, I added her to your contacts. So now I, when, pre- when I appreciate Nina, that. When Nina writes you, you'll see her name. She's written me in the past. So I was yeah. like reading, like, we're meeting for sushi. Who am mm-hmm. I eating sushi with? <laughs> but in Vancouver, that's not the hardest thing. I know I, it's not Dave because Dave does not eat a lot of sushi. No. All right. But hard, hard bit. turn. Here we go. We're changing topics. Well, Boom. Yeah. Dave, what is it? It's something we were talking about a little while ago. Okay. And I thought I found it really kind of interesting because Star Wars. No, Star, no, let's not talk about Star Wars anymore. That show is that movie is no no longer allowed to be talked about on this show. We've we have mined that, mined it well. No, it's something that we were talking about because um, a little while ago, and I never mentioned on the show, and maybe I should have. Um, we did a choir concert at church. Excuse me. We did a Christmas concert, and uh, I had to sing by myself, standing in front of you know a bunch of people. Um, so it was like lip sync, but not. It was like lip syncing, only I was doing the syncing, and it was um, it was interesting because the choir wasn't singing with me. It was just by myself, me, me with the piano accompaniment, uh, and the choir chipped in for a little small part of the song, and then it was me again to the to the very bitter end. And someone said to me, "Were you nervous singing?" And I said, "You know what? It's weird. In the past, I would have been really nervous having to sing, you know, by myself in front of people, but." Since I've been doing this show for so long, I really, I don't get nervous about things like I used to get, like performance. Mm-hmm. I get nervous about other things, obviously, but not not about, and, and it's weird. It's like this show has given me this kind of extra confidence or maybe trust because we do the show in such a kind of 
weird way mm -hmm. and we just basically trust to ourselves that we're going to have enough material to fill what the time that we allot to the show mm -hmm. and, and usually more than we expect and we've, it's two we've hours never long. been able to fill the four hours that we we've tried to <laughs> we do every dream, episode we've dreamed of reaching that we have filled five hours that was of, the goal it was we like have done, four hours of solid material you know we've that never you, been able to you do know it. we've done a five-hour show right oh that's right yeah sweet lord <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, I it, like that hurts my back just to think about it. <laughs> just painful. Okay, but it's it's interesting though because this show it's sort of given me this weird kind of performance. Con and now when I do things with with uh, David M, I'll often go and and mm -hmm. uh, do little bits in his in his shows, and I'll play percussion and stuff like that. And you know, I always say to him, "Don't tell me what I'm doing because I'll just do it." Then I don't want to know what I'm doing. I just want to have fun with sure. it when 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 we do it. And I prefer the surprise of it than being prepared. And I don't know if it's I've lost my mind or if it's just because I used to get really nervous about performing on stage. Like mm -hmm. when I was doing when I used to do no fun shows and I would do characters, you know, and it wasn't just because I was walking on stage only in my underwear with angel wings. It was just, <laughs> it was just I was just nervous, you know, right, which wasn't part of the show. <laughs> it's not that at all. was just your good luck out. <laughs> I just, that's what I come on. Listen, isn't it everyone? It, it worked back when I was I, uh, when I was in the Frosted Flakes. It's going to work now. <laughs> work now. <laughs> Uh, and so it's interesting. I don't know if you feel that way about having done this show. I mean, because you're already doing improv, so mm -hmm. this show is probably no big deal to you. But when I, yeah, I recently did a, sh uh, sh a show, uh, the Anxiety Show, mm -hmm. and I did kind of feel like, oh yeah, I, this is this uh, podcasting stuff has helped me be a little more casual with my for, for with the way I talk, as I say, not talk good. <laughs> but. Uh, I think like when we do this show, like one of my goals is always tr to try and be in the moment, yeah. to not try to be thinking too far ahead and to be honest uh, with whatever's happening at that moment. So I'm reacting to things in real time and not going, I've got to get to this point. Um, and I think that's, that helped my performance. Yeah. You know, I think it just makes it more now and people can see that you're actually talking to them mm -hmm. at that moment. And sure. there's a lot of times when I see stand up. I see people doing stand-up at the audience instead of in the same room and feeling like you're in the same thing with the audience. So yeah. maybe I think that has uh, affected me. It's given me a little bit of a different comedic voice. Yeah. Which, you know, sure. I find, I, again, I, I equate it to the comics we used to do, you know, where you're kind of confessional, kind of funny, kind of I didn't this. really do confessional comics. You, but a you, little bit, I guess. We're so jarry, you uh, laid mm. out a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, and but you did that with like a sci-fi Black Mirror style um, <laughs> a sto storyline, yeah. you know. Uh, I notice things are coming up on your on your phone right now. So I'm being I'm being real, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, my my feeling when I was doing my comic was always you know to try and be as honest as possible, uh, and I try to do that here as well without you know trying to without pe getting people in trouble or naming names or telling stories out of school that would uh, that would that would hurt uh, that would hurt others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what it is yeah it's sort of weird i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a good thing like some some people say that you should feel a little bit of nerves because like it makes your performance better like because you're you're a little more adrenal you know a little more adrenaline's flowing through you and you're a little sharper perhaps maybe but uh, I don't know. It's. I think you can. I think you can sharpen your performance without uh, nerves. Yeah, I just do cocaine before the shows now. It's yeah, perfectly fine. That's a way. To, that's a way. It's, to a, go. it's the best way I found. Um, you know, it's made me a lot more nervous, and I have one reason. I have the really unreasonably long fingernail now. It's really strange. Um, but <laughs> the the it's this. It's kind of. I don't know. It's kind of a strange thing. I was I actually something popped in my head there, and I was going to say it, and now I forgot what it was because I made a dumb cocaine joke. It's so stupid. <laughs> 
Because I was going to say... Cocaine ruins everything. <laughs> it does ruin everything. Uh, it was... What was I going to say? Ah, oh, shoot. It was... I don't know if it was that vital. Was I talking about the fact that I... I was talking about honesty in comics. Adrenaline. Uh, and... Focus. Oh, I was going to say, it's weird. I find... Okay. What if I distract you again? This is... <laughs> oh, I'll lose it. I'll lose it. <laughs> no, this is kind of unrelated, but it's weird. I noticed the other day... Because uh, I've been... I was... I don't know why. I've been staying kind of late this week, but I get up early in the morning. I get up at quarter after five. Okay. Because I want to go to the gym before I go to work. And so... Sometimes we write each other when we're on the computer going, hey, Dave. Hey, Ian. How's it going? I'm up early. I'm going to bed soon. Bye. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Ships in the night. And uh, so I find that when I'm tired, like tired, I'm really good at words. I really have like... It's weird. It make, I can do crossword puzzles really easily. Sure. It's like it opens some like relaxed part of my brain and just lets that information go. But I'm terrible at information. So I'm good at with like words and word connections, mm -hmm. but I can't remember who the actor was in this show or I just can't remember the name of a movie and things like that, that I would normally be able to recall quite quickly. But because I'm tired, that information just seems to just leave me. It's weird. It's weird how your mind works. And that has nothing to do with anything, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, that little, uh, there's also a little period where you're feeling a little sleepy, a little bit zzz, that uh, <laughs> I, I can I can do a lot of writing during that time period. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. uh, But ideas, not like writing full, I couldn't write like a full chapter of a, of a story. Yeah. But I could, I could write like a whole bunch of really interesting ideas down as long as I like let the first couple through, even though they're sort of dumb. Yeah. 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 It's it's yeah it's interesting. I think uh, I think you would probably find meditation interesting if you like that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I um I was listening to someone talking and they were talking about a thing called oh man I'm going to talk about Star Wars here and I didn't mean to okay. but I'm going to a little. By the bit. way, if everyone's wondering what that sound is, Dave is again rubbing the, through the whole. They can't uh, hear it. They can't hear it. But I yeah, just it's a thought. It's a part of my thinking. I was like, are you? Are you I'm are you, thinking. I really need to just bring a cat in. Here. I mean, yes, you should. <laughs> So I should have Risa with me, and I can just pet her while I'm talking. Um, like I'm Blofeld. The thing the, I was someone was talking about the vomit draft, which I think is an interesting thing. Right. I think a lot of us have trouble with it with the vomit draft. Right. You know where the vomit it was draft invented is invented by the Romans, but it's not what you think. It's it not is. what you think it is. No, <laughs> it's where they bury vomit. The the thing the vomit draft is the idea that you just you just spew out whatever's in your mind onto the page. To give yourself like something that you can then go back and reshape. Mm -hmm. And all of us have trouble with it because all of us are taught, or at least we believe, that we should be able to create a perfect thing first time out. A first draft is the best draft. And when have you seen anyone do that? Well, we haven't, but that's how we learn as, as kids, either to draw mm -hmm. or, or to write. You know, we just, you know, we don't, we just write one thing and we hand it into the teacher. We don't do drafts when we're little. Mm -hmm. we, just, we just draw a car. We don't draw... We don't pencil in shapes and then fill in details and then have like a more complicated. But you're not car. trying to learn how to, especially when you're a, you're a kid. You're not no. trying to learn how to draw well, or, or not draw well. Yeah. But you're not trying to learn how to write well, as in creatively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're trying to learn how to write. Well, you do creative they're writing just, as a they're, kid. They're teaching you structure mm -hmm. over content. So you know if the content's not outstanding, then you know it's fine. You still got the structure right. Well, you can you can do content later. Sure, sure. But it teaches us the idea that we could we should we should be. 
our writing should always be perfect. Well, the first rather than you, allowing for roughness. The first time that you actually here's the thing: Do you do writing at home, you know, and write your own stories and put them in books and either show them to your parents or maybe don't show them to your parents, put them away, read them to your friends, whatever? Yeah. Okay, there's that. But then there's also if you're the kind of person who just writes at school, then everything you write gets judged immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you, so if then you write later, you ex, you have that feeling of like, oh, it's gonna be judged, and if someone's not judging it you judge it yeah. and so you throw that judgment on you know because you then become the teacher because this is what this is to you yeah yeah writing is something to be judged art is something to get a c plus on or a b that's true but even stuff that i wrote outside of school outside of um those were still written in one go i didn't because i didn't know i didn't know how to or that you should do a rough draft or that you should just just put it there get it down on paper you know, because that's the most important thing is to get it down on paper, whether it's a drawing or whether it's words, you know, it's just get it out. And then you at least you have something of a framework to go back and, and work on. Yeah. You know? Okay. I got, okay. I'm going to go two, two ways on this. Sure. One, yes, I think that you should do, uh, uh, get it all out there no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, thing if you're feeling in any way blocked. Yeah. Two, and this sounds weird, I very seldom do a second draft of anything. Is that right? Yeah. I pretty much I pretty much just do it do it straight. Okay. Pretty much. I, I edit on the fly and okay. uh and just just because I guess I've done it so long yeah. that I can yeah. sort of do that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think I did one draft of of Sparks and there was like some technical things that, you know, I had to go back and go, Oh yeah, I gotta fix that or I gotta mm-hmm. fix that. But for the most part, the story was as it as it kind of was broken okay. down. Though I did do an outline first. Yeah. Uh, so, so there was, so there was that, but sometimes with the Simpsons stuff, I don't, I do an outline technically, but sometimes I'll just write the damn thing and then I'll write the outline afterwards and, and send them the outline <laughs> and then they approve the outline and I go, and here I'll send, I'll send this script in afterwards. Okay. It's just easier to just do the, sure, the script. Sure. And lately I've been trying to figure out how many steps I can take out of doing that because I've, I've also then usually hand, hand write the script and then I type it and I went, could I just type it? Mm. Do I have to stick figure it? Do I have to draw it first, like loosely? Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes when I'm up against a hard deadline, I don't and I go, mm, it's okay. Huh. I'm just figuring that out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. I, I think, cause when I was thinking about the vomit draft, like, have you ever read or seen like a, a, a summary of Lee Brackett's original screenplay for Empire Strikes Back? I have not. It's crazy. It's just crazy garbage. But what's interesting about it is be- is that everything in the script is it it's crazy. So it kind of goes places that Star Wars maybe wouldn't have gone without someone saying, "Oh, let's just free ourselves from this." I just I'm just gonna write whatever. I'm just gonna write some crazy stuff, and you can like it or not like it. I don't care. But sure. I'm gonna give you this this crazy script, and then yeah. you you hang whatever you want on it. And in a way, that's a freeing thing because you've You've created this kind of crazy thing that's going to allow you to to you can accept it or not accept it. But you know, by when, but by not, even if you don't accept it, you still have this example of of this kind of freeing uh, you know thing that just kind of just fl- lets it all hang out there and yeah. what what you what will be will you. be. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a writing room um, for like a sitcom or a, or a drama, sometimes yeah. what you what you do is uh, what you call the bad pitch or the bad joke. And so when oh, I do go, that all the time, do, well, how, how so? The bad joke. Anyway, go very on. good. Uh, but you don't set it up as the bad joke. This is this is how this is how <laughs> okay. you do it. You're you're in, you're in the room and you're talking about like where the what will happen to the character, yeah. and then you'll go, okay, well, the bad pitch is 
they show up at the house and there's a ghost. Yeah. That's the bad pitch because it gets you to where you need to go. Like, we need this character to realize something about themselves. Okay, so there's a ghost who goes, uh, value life. You should value your life. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's the bad pitch. Okay. But you say the bad pitch so people can go, yeah, that's the bad. Well, sometimes they go, that's a good pitch. Mm. But sometimes they go, oh, okay, well, the good part about that is he should go somewhere else. He should go to a house. You're right. But not a ghost. It would be a blah, 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 blah. And now because you've said the bad pitch, someone else was able to build on that and mm-hmm. correct it. But sure. if, you, if everyone just keeps mum until they get the real thing, yeah, that's yeah. the same thing with the joke. Is like, well, the mm-hmm. bad joke is, then he says to her, that's not a candy cane, and please stop licking it. It's like, <laughs> and everyone goes, yeah, that's obviously the bad pitch. Yeah. But I do like the idea that it's at Santa's workshop, because that reminds me of this. Mm. And you go, and you go that. So yeah, you yeah. got to sometimes go, I'm going to do the shitty joke for you right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like when I was reading this, the the first time I read the summary of the the original script for for Empire Strikes Back, I was like, "Wow, this is really terrible!" Like, it's just like a, I don't see how this story could be any good at all. Like, how could it hang together at all? But it's really almost like Lee Brackett knew that, you know, that this well, this is the first draft, and I've done plenty of these, and I know how much they get changed from when I start to when mm-hmm. I to when when the movie comes out. So, you know, I'm just gonna give them just a bunch of ideas, and they can just take it or leave it. You know, and I can't really remember what stayed and what was taken out, but a lot of it was taken out. But at the same time, I feel like that's that's an important thing. Um, and yeah, but I, I still, when I write, I, I I strive to for that first draft perfection. And I don't know if that's a healthy way to write sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. think, and the thing with um, with doing stand up too, get something like a, I know, uh, you know, I know, I know there was some troubles, but uh, like someone like a Louis C.K. will go and do. Uh, an unfinished bit, yeah. knowing that it won't really work on mm-hmm. on stage. Yeah. But he'll go through the bit, and it'll take you know a minute, two minutes, or what have you, and there'll be some laughs, maybe or not. But then you'll see what works and what doesn't, and be like, okay, well, this is the strong part, and this is what people are connecting with. But it's not a fully formed bit. But some comics will never go on stage without something they think is a lock. Okay. And and, and of course, some things won't work, and some things will, but they won't go on with something that they know is half baked. Mm, mm. You know. But uh, but uh, a lot of people like you know doing it the Louis C.K way is yeah you go on with a half-formed idea talk it out on stage see what lands see what doesn't okay take that away write a little bit more come back it's now three quarters baked mm-hmm. go back <laughs> try this this yeah. worked this didn't yeah and uh, and and see and see what goes but you've got to you got to take the risk of uh, of saying what doesn't work before you go okay, and let's take a quick break because uh okay taking a break someone's here oh is she at the door yeah, yeah. all right one second i will be right back yes you will So uh, here's a surprise, everyone. We're joined today by the third dragon. Nina came by. Surprise! Hi. What's Hi. going on? It's a surprise for us too. It's Christmas in January. It's uh, Ukrainian Christmas, I guess. We're just stretching it out. Yeah. Ukrainian Christmas is. When in did January. the When's the twelfth day of Christmas end? When's that one? 
Is that the epiphany? Is that the eulogy? Is no, that I the? Think, I don't think epiphany is. A and E's biography. What is it's, that? It's A and E's biography. That's right. I think it's like the seventh or something. Is like the twelfth day of Christmas. You know what? I really don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's I'm a good just, question, actually. I'm a big the, dummy. The first day of Christmas starts on the twenty fifth, or is it before the twenty fifth? I think it is the twenty fifth. Once again. Okay. Wouldn't it start on Christmas Eve? Why is that? I don't know. Because Christmas Eve is kind of important. You do a lot of you do a lot of churchy stuff. Yeah. So you think it'd be part of it, or is that still Advent? I don't know. Did you, want, know, you didn't want to go to did church. You know that, did you know that at... You were singing Christmas things at church? Did you sing the 12 Days of Christmas? Without no. any research? No, that'd be terrible. <laughs> oh, it's a very a, bad song. It's a very long song. Okay, by the way, it's I just not a, want, it's not a, Here's an interesting thing. All right, but before you do that, I just no. want to say, I want to make sure that no. Nina's not Let me freezing. Talk. Yeah. How are you on a scale of one to freezing? One to freezing? Like, yeah. how freezing so are you right So, would one now? be extremely hot? Yeah. <laughs> one is... <laughs> No, one no, okay. is too hot. <laughs> okay, and, no. And, the hot is the negative part of the scale. So one is... Oh, one is cold. One is cold. And freezing is freezing. freezing is freezing. Okay, That's right. it's a freezing office. Yeah. Are you really cold right now? And do you need the electric blanket instead of From the one to blanket? freezing, I'm negative, which means I'm warm, right? Oh, okay. You feel very negative about the Because if one is cold show. and freezing... Yes. All right. She's got a negative <laughs> she's attitude. A negative, she's got a negative attitude. Oh, no. What have you guys uh, been talking about up to this point? Oh, Tell well, me let's everything. Just, let's just play let's the just show. recap. Let's just play the show for Okay, guys. We're just going to play the show for Nina, and then we'll get back to you. Ready? And here we go. And that was what we were talking. Oh, about. what a pile of garbage! Wow. Let's start the show Things again. It's got dark. I know. You're not. You're not. You're not wrong. We were actually all that, all that seasonal depression. <laughs> we were actually talking about the bad. Uh, the bad draft. The, the bad the, draft of the, a story. The, the, the vomit draft is sometimes called. Right? Just the get it. Get it. Oh, out. just in general. Yeah, yeah. When you do. Uh, when you do a version of your story, uh, just getting it out there that's not right or perfect or whatever, just to get it done, mm-hmm. and then you go back and you fix it later on, and the idea of doing that. Yeah, you kind of need that. It's like when you're drawing, you do a, a really shoddy rough sketch first, yeah. and then you pick out the best lines and mm-hmm. define those. And then I confess to Dave that lately I have not been doing that version of my Simpson scripts and just been going yeah. straight in, and no one has noticed so far. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> sure. The weird, the one weird thing, though, is um, that I then forget the scripts when I've, when I've done them because I basically just spend a couple of days with them, and mm-hmm. then when they're done, and then I see like six months or seven months or eight months later, yeah. they're uh, they're they're putting them out there. It's like, oh, here comes the riddle of the mysteries enigma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked on that one. I know you did. <laughs> but when I saw that, I went, I know I did this, but I can't remember a damn thing that was in that story. Uh-huh. And then I went, yeah, Nina was saying in a nice yet not nice way that she knew a joke was mine. And then she told me the joke, and I went like, oh, yeah, that's a weird joke. Went, yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely one of his jokes. Nice, but I not nice. I can't remember which one it, it was, was now. It was, a, it was a, about uh, bookstores closing. And oh, there was okay. And it looked like about. a bookstore that was next door, but it was like all rubber dog treats or something. Was, but there were, there were book-shaped rubber dog toys. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the name of the store was called Rough Drafts. <laughs> <laughs> but like R U F F. Yeah, yeah. Did I point that out that you make that joke a lot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so. rough. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That was the one that had uh, good standby. a murder on the Orient Express uh, parody, okay. a uh, elementary parody, and uh, Scooby Doo. I think. Okay, did so you all all mystery related. Do one, one? I, I did like the the wraparound story. Oh, okay. And the the elementary parody. I like drawing all the. I don't know if I should give it away, but the last. Oh, please give it away! <laughs> it's fun. I don't want any Bongo comic spoilers, but yeah, I, I like the last panel where I got to draw the three different Sherlock's. That was fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. All so the wait, three the Jeremy Brett. Although, Brett although I wish no, 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 old man. <laughs> I wish you had put just in the, the young. He's the best. The young hip ones. Oh. I wish you had put in the fourth uh, Sherlock Hound. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been interesting. That would have been rough. Three. <laughs> 
That was in the rough draft. <laughs> yeah, he got it out there. Oh, it's yeah. so fun. We've come full circle uh, already. Yes. Yeah, we're all having a we're all having a good time now. Take a bow. Now you've wow. been uh, you you were uh, take a did you say take a bow wow? Yeah. That's nice. Good I heard for you. it too. I know. Yeah. So sorry you had to be there for that. On a scale of one to yuck. What was that? Um, Fuck all of you. That so was my you, vomit draft. Well, I'll so prove it later. You just came from back east. I came from Maryland, yes. Now, what oh. were you doing there? Uh, for a few days, I was at MAGFest. It's a mu- music, arts, and games festival. It's mostly just video game focused. It's a really cool convention. It's four days, but it never closes. It's like... 24, 24 hours? Yeah, hours? 24 hours, yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And it's just constant, like, gaming and panels and, like, concerts and everything. So when were you there, uh, like, during the day? Like, wh- what were your hours when you were there? Uh, well, I was there with Fangamer, uh, the company that I work for, the video game merchandise company yep. I work for. So I was helping uh, selling stuff in the daytime. And, yeah, even the dealer's room. You could be there 24 hours selling stuff if you really wanted to. So what kind of hours did you keep when you were there? Oh, sane hours. Like, okay. I mostly worked in the mornings, like, from 10 to 2, I think. Um, and my coworkers opened it till, like, midnight and then went to sleep. And <laughs> everyone just, like, puts a, you know, like, conventions when they close up usually, everyone just puts, a, like, a blanket over their stuff. And yeah. Then, God, it's and then, trusting. Yeah, and then they close up the, the room, right? They lock up the room, but they don't yeah. do that at this mm. convention. Ah. Everything's out in the opening. But I guess there's been no incidents of theft because... Yeah. Everyone, everyone's really nice there. Like, the crowd is great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, this is secret of a con that uh, people don't know. And don't be jerks about it. But this is basically the security you do. You get all these valuable books. You've got, like, yeah. hundreds of dollars of books to thousands of dollars of books. And, like, I'm just going to cover these with a blanket mm-hmm. yeah. where no one could lift the blanket up and take a book. Yeah. And I'll be leaving now. But usually <laughs> that room is closed and locked up so that yeah. no one can to come in. To a degree, yeah. you got to make sure that you're there, like, at the right time. But even if you're not, nothing. I've never had anything stolen from a con. That's true. Anywhere. You, if you had the the gulls do it you could just go up to any table and like pretend that you're meant to be there and take out anything absolutely you could rob yeah. the no one's checking line. yeah mm-hmm. completely but it's a trusting beautiful thing it was it very is. nice it's one of those things that are so nice you can't imagine it lasting forever <laughs> well so far i guess it's been well like the convention's been going on for like eight mm-hmm. years now i think yeah that's amazing so i was there for like four days and then afterwards i went to another uh, gaming event. It's not a convention. Uh, uh, awful, not awful. <laughs> awesome games you went done to quick. Awful, <laughs> awful <laughs> games done quick. There's an there's an awful games uh, done quick block in uh, awesome games done quick. Wow, so, what a contradiction. Yeah. So, have you heard of this event? <laughs> no, no. Tell me about. So for this. for a week, uh, they get together the the best uh, video gamers in okay. the world, and they just. All play games very fast. It's a speedrunning event. Speedrunning is when you try yes. to beat a video game uh, as fast as possible. And so all these like world record holders and, and whatnot, they all get together and stream video games for a week straight, uh, 24-7. And they raise money for charity. And they raise a lot of money. Like uh, they usually, uh, now they usually will raise like a little over $2 million per event. Wow. <laughs> I will watch speedruns of games when I need to go to sleep. I find it very soothing <laughs> to watch. But it's so fast and uh, stressful. No, it's not because you know they're going to do it because they didn't put up one that... Like, if you watch it live, yes, it would be. Uh-huh. But if you're watching it like on, you know, perfect run, you know, uh, Mario in f- four minutes, and it's like, oh, all right, let's watch mm-hmm. this. Because you know it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so you're okay. I thought it wasn't supposed to be good for you to watch, like... Uh, TV? Mo- yeah, t- computer monitors and stuff before you go to bed. It's bad Supposedly, for your sleep. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah. Like my you iPad, sleep well, so you don't. It doesn't bother you. I have my iPad, iPad set, so after a certain hour, like 11 p.m., it'll turn to like the warm colors. Oh, okay. It's supposed to help you sleep better. Oh, at I night. see. I see. I do read an e-reader before I go to sleep. I don't know if that's the same or different or better or worse or. Does what. it become warm? 
No, it's colors. the same same horrible light. Like a yellow mm-hmm. but it's not, page instead of a white page. It's not a it, it's not it's not a gla- it's not a glaring screen that's because it's not back backlit. It's side lit oh. by little by by little LED lights. Oh, interesting. I don't so, know if that makes a difference or not. Yeah, it's kind of like you have a just have a reading light attached to your book. I guess I, use, I do VR before I go to sleep, just full VR. Full VR, yeah, yeah it helps you sleep. <laughs> yeah, and I just go yeah. through like the Resident Evil Seven game. Yeah, just like wandering through the house, going through the attic. I always think yeah. it'd be a, a VR game where you count sheep. Oh yeah, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like look. Well, actually, actually, counting sheep wouldn't be bad because you could turn around and see all the different sheep in the different areas. Oh. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, huh. I like it. But then you might be so obsessed with counting those sheep that you can't go to sleep. Oh, that's a good oh, point. My gosh. Yeah, no, what is this? Black uh, Mirror. Terrible now. <laughs> yeah, it's all Black Mirror. We did talk about Black Mirror as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, you gotta pick and choose. Yeah. Ask a friend which ones to watch. Because <laughs> they're all self-contained, right? They're all yes, self-contained. It's an anthology. Though the worlds might be connected. The worlds are are connected in some ways, yes. Yeah. But doesn't matter because the stories themselves aren't related to each other i've always i've always slept in the wrong way that you're not supposed to sleep so this whole on your head don't look at sure so don't look at like screens before you go to sleep i used to sleep with all the lights on i used to sleep i sleep stupid that's odd (laughs) i didn't sleep last night so expensive sleeping i didn't get much sleep last night because i came in at like the plane came in at like a little past midnight because mm-hmm. uh, I had a layover in Montreal, Woo-hoo! where I had the, the best the best bagel I've ever had in my life. Actually, <laughs> okay, where, where from? why was it so good? Because it's a Montreal style it's bagel. Montreal bagel, mm-hmm. the best bagel. Have you had those before? No, I never have. Fucking it's delicious, so is what they are. <laughs> yeah, why? I'm, not, I'm not even a big bread person, but <laughs> I'm a huge bread. bread oh, person. then you would enjoy these. Yeah, bagels. look, uh, and there's going to be some New Yorkers that are going to go, "Hey, come on!" And uh, yeah, I wish I brought them now. Yeah. If I knew I was coming here. <laughs> yeah, I wish you had too. Yeah. That's why we let you up. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's, it's great. It's denser, like, chewier, oh, yeah, big, bigger hole. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> if you like a bigger hole, That's so right. it's a Montreal bagel. It's different than a New York style bagel. Though. Yeah, very much so. But okay. here's the thing too: mm. it's like Montreal. Uh, sorry, uh, New Yorkers go, and it's the best because I'm going to do the New York accent. Yeah. Hey, hey, because of the water. It's the like water. Yeah, water is filthy. Is what it is. It's not good water. <laughs> But Quebec water yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Is that so right? that's yeah, that's part oh. of why it's great. And like they don't use salt, and it's always fired in a wood oven, a uh, mm. fire wood oven. Oh, is that right? So good. Yeah, it's so delicious. Mm. It was so good that I bought a bag of it to take home. You have to, yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. to. I have to go to Quebec one of these centuries. We we'll just, do a, I just, we'll do a just have a layover. There. <laughs> I just had a friend visiting from Quebec, and you know, like well, I should visit my friend from Quebec. Tell them to bring Not, over some bagels. We'll do some. We'll do some. He lives in Quebec City. Podcasts, right? I don't think we'll they... do some stuff. We'll travel more in the next couple of years. We'll mm. we'll do that. Oh, mm. like have you announced what, where we'll be? Well, I've uh, I ha- no, I haven't announced that yet. That's mm-hmm. a good point. I, we have been plugging that uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a release of kids books, but we haven't yeah. got the date for that yet. Uh, when is it? Oh, for fuck's sake. This guy, right? <laughs> you you are a real New York bagel. Buddy. I'll tell you that much. It's he my looks water. So smug too when it, he says it. It's yeah. my water that uh, makes me so tasty. But no, uh, you can you can do the announcement of like where we'll be if you want. Oh sure, we will be at Tea Calf. That's um, oh that's nice. Yeah, yeah. that's in mid May. That's the Toronto wow. Coffee. Good for you guys. And uh, Fudge Festival. Fudge. I thought it was Coffee and Falafels. <laughs> well, I don't want to go anymore. I don't like Fudge. Uh, you don't like Fudge? No, it's that's, too much sugar. That's, okay. it's just uh, a big block of sugar. Okay. What's wrong with that? Well, imagine a nice savory Fudge. <laughs> that was a, made out of gravy. That was actually a present gravy. I asked for one year. It was for my grandma just to give me uh, cho- chocolate fudge, and she did. Big box of chocolate fudge. Hope you enjoyed Home, it. Homemade. Homemade chocolate fudge. Yep. And you, I did enjoy it. Hope you enjoyed that Nina. big block of sugar. Hey, I was a teenage boy. What did I care about sugar? <laughs> what did I care? Yeah. Well, you are having, you had it in liquid form. I see it's all gone now. 
Yeah. He's yeah. Oh, there's Coca-Cola. two of them. I know. Oh I God. actually had a Coca-Cola as well. Just because I'm oh, trying okay. to stay awake. What's wrong? What's wrong with sugar? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of sweet things. Oh, I'm all about. I like sweet. salty. I'm a sweet guy. And yet, you like a Montreal bagel, which does not have the salt. That's yeah, true. hypocrite. Yeah. I put a nice salty spread on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what locks? Oh, cream cheese. Yeah, is cream cheese salty? It can be. It can be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Depends what you're doing with it. Okay, back to TCAF. Was... Okay, TCAF. Yeah, you guys uh, are going to TCAF. Toronto Comics Arts Festival. Toronto cool Cats right now, and Frogs Festival. And we cool got faked out as well. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We got the fake out. We got the uh, waiting list. We got waiting listed. Mm. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you got to be nice about you it. Ended up at, <laughs> you almost ended up at DCAF. I, I was in the. I was like in Maryland in my hotel room yeah. when I found it. I almost trashed the place like, when I found out that <laughs> we got pulled, waitlisted. Pulled a rock I was just move. about to flip the bed over. Then we got another email saying, oh, sorry. Uh, the, everyone who got the waitlist email, you're supposed to get the, uh, you asked for a six foot table, but we can only give you a three foot table email. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was what we got. So we did get in. So you have a three foot table. Yes. We asked they, for a six foot Do they saw tables in half? Yeah. I just wonder like how many people after they got the first email yeah. got mad and sent them a, you <laughs> and the horse you rode in on. I'll I doubt it very much. The ground. They're probably just Oh, I got to check the second email. Ooh. Well, Listen. <laughs> I was about to do that after trashing the hotel room. The <laughs> bed was still so heavy. It was. It was. A, it was. Disappointing. She pulled her shoulders. She couldn't actually type anything. Yeah, we were like, "Who do we know who could pull some strings? What could we do? What yeah, could yeah, we yeah. Do? Mm-hmm. What could we? Who do? do you know who could pull some strings? Pull some strings. We're not going to say. Oh, because they got. We might have to get them to pull some strings one but day. Do you know someone who could pull some strings? You know, for you? Some string pullers. Okay. Yeah, some stuff can That's happen. Nice. Things get broken. Yeah. Listen. They have friends in Moomin Shants. They have it at the Mason Hall. Okay. And my grandfather was a Mason. <laughs> I've got the ring. Uh, I can get in. You know the handshake. Like a stonecutter thing? Yeah, I got a little thing. Well, <laughs> stonecutters are based on the Masons. That's true. Um, you've never been to TCAF, right? No, I've never. I'm no. surprised that you've never been. Yeah. You've no. been in the industry for such a long time. But I have, no but I've never been selling anything that's like like a uniquely mine, you know? So You, you could know, sell some eye comics. I could bring those back up. Yep, yeah. that's true. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't sound like you're gonna do it. No, I don't think so. No, I've looked, I've looked back at them, and you know, maybe in some way I'll put them up somewhere. But there's just too many things about people I know. Even the Mm. distance, even in the time, you can't. Do you appreciate them more now than you did when you when you did them, or do you think that? Like, what do you think about your eye comics? I like, I like, I like them. Okay, they're they're because they're really good. Thanks very much. Just so you know that I appreciate, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, There's just a lot of people mentioned and things, and so Mm -hmm. I would have to like edit. Yeah, I want you to take me out of them. Sure. Okay. I'd have to take. I take. I'd have to take like uh, X's out and things. Mm. And there's other people who you know have since become famous and stuff, and I'd have to take them out. Why? Because I. You can't just change their names. Can you change their name? Yeah, and then I have to redraw them. No, you don't. Clearly, them. I don't yeah, think. I, would. I, don't I don't think, think so. anyone would know. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Just change their names. No. It's, it's not fine. like you drew them photorealistically. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's like no, you had a photograph. No, I drew them characteristically, yeah, which fine. which makes it even more no, like clearly that. A lot that. of that is no, up no. to interpretation. And there's also things like, oh, this is the person you're living with at the time. I get who that is. So like, you know, there's not that. everyone will know though. Yeah. Okay. Average person's not going to know that. I understand. Yes, I can do it straight for strangers. You're right, but this sounds like I'm now doing a total redraw of the goddamn thing. No, you have to do that. And I'll just make us all mice now, and I'll just. This is why I'm here, Ian, to gang up on you with. Why don't I just do new shit? <laughs> I've got a new book out. It's fine. Look, that's true. Yeah, that's we could, we could just have Sporks there, and that'll be fine. Yeah. I think. Mm. Are you trying to get me to hire you guys to redraw eye? Is that what's happening? Maybe you can color it. We could recolor it. <laughs> Give them different hair colors. Yeah, that would be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. He looks like he's seriously thinking about it now. Like, for example, so there's a person who's in the story yeah. that it's like on television okay. now. Okay. It was just on television last night, sure. predominantly in something. Okay. That clearly I've drawn them and it looks like them. And it's them in a thing where they're breaking, not breaking up, but they're fighting with a girlfriend that now, that they they broke up with a long time ago. Yeah. So it's weird. No, you know? it's fine. It's been such a long time. Yeah. I think it'd be okay. It's fine. Just change their name. <laughs> yeah. Just change their name. You can change your name. Because only you know what you're talking. Like, you know, this is so, because it's so close to you, it feels like it's obvious. Mm-hmm. It's not obvious. Yeah, to others. It's not obvious. So when I'm going, well, I'm off to theater sports where I'm going to go and meet some improvisers. Mm-hmm. And there's my friend who's an improviser who clearly looks like this famous improviser okay. who's doing this now thing that's going to happen. No, it's fine. All right. Just change all the names. Change the names to could protect ins- the innocent. Could we instead just dun, get Dave dun, dun, to dun. put Rounders out again? Could we just do that <laughs> instead? Rounders is not that great. Oh, it's nonsense. I is fantastic. That is nonsense talk. We could put out all our old works. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we've got a table. We can put out anything we want. Oh, we got three feet to fill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got so much three space. Feet. Three feet. Three That's, that's one foot per person. Yeah. Also, I like to really lay out my fruit by the foot oh, when I'm uh, when I'm there too, it's and just like, and just snack on it through the through the show. Okay. You know, it's, it, uh, I guess you haven't been to a tea cap, so you don't know. But they don't really use a vertical space there either, because oh. you know how a lot of um, so you guys small should... press conventions will have yeah. the giant like setup that mm-hmm. goes over their heads and all that yeah. and the yeah, wall. Yeah. They have none of that there. It's are they not allowed flat. to have it? Are they not allowed to have it? I think you are allowed. It's just that it'd be bad form to, since oh, okay. no one else does it. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> you wouldn't have a banner behind you. You can have a banner behind you, but you just wouldn't have like a, a, a big, banner. tall, elaborate setup, is what oh, I mean. Oh, because people yeah. don't like to look up in Toronto, because they're sore necks <laughs> from looking at the CN Tower. <laughs> That's the thing. They're just like, oh, look at all they day. Prefer, I can't look up. Listen, it's Toronto. They prefer looking down on people. Oh! <laughs> Dig it, man. Burn. You know what you can do there uh, that's uh, that's quite fun, but uh, I don't know. You might be too young for this. Go to uh, Eaton Center. Is go to the CBC oh, okay. and see the old Friendly Giant set. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's. In oh, the, no, I grew up watching their Friendly Giant. It's in the lobby of the of the CBC. You just go walk oh, in. You're a really? taxpayer. You're allowed to do it, and it's... you go check it out. And there's the Friendly Giant uh, setup. Do they have some Mr. Dress Up uh, gear there as well? Let me tell you something, Dave. Oh, I love what? Mr. Dress Up. They sure as fuck do. <laughs> Tickle trunk. Uh, I, I, I would be shocked if they didn't, but they do have the treehouse and they have Casey and Finnegan. Oh, that'd be awesome. And also those weird puppets from the later, later that, on, yeah. who knows, that bird or some crap. Uh, yeah, a couple of things about that. Like after you, you guys talked about the Friendly Giant on the podcast, I was like, I used to watch that show and I looked <laughs> it up on YouTube and yeah. you're, you're right. It is very chill. They're just talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very... It, and I like it. I think that that's why I liked it as a kid because I didn't like being talked down on as mm-hmm. a kid. I liked being treated as a normal human being. Not like a dumb th- little kid, right? I think yeah. all those shows have that. Mr. Dress Up, Mr. Yeah. Rogers as well, and uh, Friendly Giant had that conversational sense mm-hmm. that they weren't talking down to you, they were talking to you, you know, and you felt like, you know, that it was a felt friend. you were just hanging than... out in a room with mm-hmm. some adults talking. Yeah. That was a and bit that's what of, I liked. Yeah, it was a bit of that with Sesame Street as well. I know there was like the segments mm-hmm. in between that were very sharp and whatever, but if you look at the very first Sesame Street, it's Gordon taking a kid around going, hey, welcome to Sesame Street. I'm going show you around the neighborhood. <laughs> You're new here, right? Okay, let me tell you. And just, just yeah, showing out that's yeah. where this person lives. That's where this person's. Okay, well, you're a kid uh, on their own in New York City. Well, bye. <laughs> I glad that they be s- fine on your own. <laughs> I glad they so set long. up that elaborate <laughs> show and then never, ever, like, set it up again. It's just pretty much assumed that you understand that who Ernie and Bird are, what Oscar the Grouch is, where why Big Bird lives a, in, behind a fence. 
It's all it's all there for you. Well, you don't need backstory. No, you don't need backstory. How, how did how did uh, Big Bird come to live there? Who cares? Yeah, was he a small bird agree. once? Who cares? I agree with you. I agree with you. Is this was weird? Oscar always a grouch? Who yeah. knows? Oh, maybe they'll make a feature film about it. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Here's <laughs> a question for you. All that bird actually is a pretty good film. Why is it Oscar the grouch, but not Mr. Hooper the grouch? Because he's grouchy too. Because he's dead. Oh. Anyway, the second thing I wanted to say. <laughs> Was, I'm with you, Ian, in that I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it when we're against Dave. Wait, 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 wait a second. I, this is the wrong. I don't know if this is something that David this is the wrong before, but uh, I didn't like it when they started singing in children's shows when I was yeah. growing up. Ugh. Like I, I used to watch huh. Fred Penner, mm-hmm. and Fred Penner used to be on the same time as Sesame Street. Mm. So I would watch Fred Penner until he started. He pulled out his guitar and started singing, <laughs> and then I would switch to Sesame Street. Right I just on. didn't like it. I don't know why. I just felt I... like it was boring. Yeah, me too. It's like, no, go back to like teaching me things. Go back to talking. I don't want to hear you sing. Yeah. <laughs> they taught they taught about music too. Like the Friendly Giant, when they're playing music, they're teaching you about music. Like they're talking about the instruments and how they work and, and, and how they I, fit into the song. I don't mind them explaining it, but then they actually play a whole song. Yeah, that's And great. that's why I didn't like. But I like music. So as I like a kid, I was like, I was like, well, well in. I'm all in. Can I have some two harps playing? I'm, that's okay. Cool well, with okay. That. Well, it's like this. Like I like music too, and I grew up playing the piano and other mm-hmm. instruments as well. Sure. And but you also like it is only like oboes. <laughs> no, I have nothing against oboes. <laughs> I'm not an obophobe. <laughs> Obophobic. <laughs> no. Isn't it but, weird that it has the same letters as or best offer? Like like that's the instrument. Like no, yeah. it has it's one extra an letter. E it's an E as well. No. Nah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, <laughs> it has an E at the end, so it's o- uh, or best offer. Ian. I miss when I miss when it was like I'm with E. Anyway, go on. You don't like music. <laughs> no, I like continue music. On with your, but like I, I continue like, on with I like, your Jeremiah against music. No, 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 I like art growing up as well, right? Yeah, and so that's why I like Mr. Dress Up because he'd be like sure? drawing a lot yeah. and yeah. talking while drawing it. Yeah, and I don't. Very impressive. I liked it when they w- were talking and explaining musical instruments, but then they would like play the musical instruments and they weren't talking to explain anymore it'd be like if mm. mr dress up just sat there and drew for five minutes without saying anything but jerome, that'd be boring but jerome danced it was still a pretty visual no you're right it was pretty dry jerome was a giraffe right yeah yep. yeah i did like his little neck dance yeah his neck dance exactly because <laughs> it was the same person controlling rusty so he had he had what, stuff really? he was doing yeah, yeah. Oh, i had no idea it was yeah. cheap those shows were done on the cheap <laughs> cheap yeah. cheap cheap it was this business yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah, yeah. wow and the rusty voice was pretty rough like Was it the same voice? Yep. Yeah, same guy. <gasps> same yeah. guy. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about now, this. Now, Casey and Finnegan. Casey and Finnegan, once again, same puppeteer. But not same voice because Finnegan didn't, Finnegan have, a didn't voice. have a voice. Yeah. Once again, the weird part was Finnegan, uh, mouth move, no voice. A Casey, mouth, no move, voice. <laughs> like, did you make yeah, it wrong? Did you flip it? <laughs> two different styles of puppets. Yeah. yeah. And that was a, that was a lady, mm-hmm. I believe, That's doing right. yep. uh, Casey. And yep. uh, I remember as a kid going like, a lady doing a boy's Boys? voice? Ooh, what? what kind of world is this? <laughs> exactly. Of course, we didn't know about... Uh, Meanwhile in Japan. <laughs> Yeah. Or Rocky Squirrel, Rocky J Squirrel. That's true. Or Rocky Squirrel. I guess this is Rocky Squirrel. Rocket, Rocket J, J Squirrel. squirrel. There Bullwinkle, you go. I'm J sorry. Moose. Oh my gosh. Sir, I say to you, sir. <laughs> so what was your best-selling uh, item at... Uh, at uh, at the, the Magfest? Magfest, yes. Yeah. Best-selling items. Man, I had a lot of my t-shirt designs there and also um, one of my books too, the Stuck in the Video Game. Okay. Jewelry's yeah, book. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I but... saw the art for that. looked really good. Oh, thank you. Oh, I've seen it in the window copy. of Lucky's up the street. Oh, stuck in a video game? I believe so. I've really? seen it before, yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea. I believe so. You should go up there and ask if they want you to sign it. I should see if that's actually there. Okay, would you get mad at them for selling it? <laughs> no, no. Okay. I'd just be surprised, that's all. Right. all cause She's going to flip their it's, bed. <laughs> it's a, a bed? They have a bed in the store. Why? It's lucky. <laughs> Do they sleep there? <laughs> it's just a lucky bed. <laughs> okay. Do customers sleep there? <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> if you're feeling if you're feeling kind of pooped after looking at books for a little while, do they read to you? <laughs> They'll read to you if you want. Yeah, I think yeah. you're thinking of creepies. That's next door. <laughs> you can get lucky at creepies, you but can you get should go lucky. to luckies. You should be you're you're luckier at luckies than you are lucky at creepies. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, the best selling items are still uh, stuff based on Undertale, which is uh, that indie game I I brought up the last time I was here, mm-hmm. which you guys should play, really play. Now, which do you game play is that it on again? Steam, Sorry, or what do you play it on? It's on Steam. Yeah. Okay. It's like ten bucks. Very good. I don't, I don't play a lot of. Games I don't know what on Steam the, is. Steam, you can uh, play games on your computer. Oh, that's right. Okay, I do. Yeah, know you just Steam need is. an internet connection. And it's all stored. I don't know what phone. that is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I do know what the inter- I do know what the internet is. Everyone, just pretending because I'm old. Get it? All I got is this Game Boy, but I don't have the plug. <laughs> Sit on this. Oh my God. That's, that's very old. It's a very old one. Oh yeah, my I, God. I gotta find. I it's gotta an find original it. DS. It's not even a DS Lite. No, it's not. And here's the nice bit too. It's it's you can play the older games down below. It's got the big cartridge down there for GBA's. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, DS Lite has that too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she just, she just shrugged. Go, gave you the shrug. The tree, then that's great. Huh? Just shoots, she shoots, was sort of impressed until shoots you shoots me down like, went, no, like I'm, still, I'm, in, I'm, like I'm in Duck animals. Hunt. Yeah, there you go. This is a That's story a of uh, Zookeeper. Yeah, it's a it's a bejeweled uh, ripoff. Huh. Starring an angry bald man with a they cigar. Yeah, he's the zookeeper. They okay. well, and actually, it's got a nice little Japanese uh, kind of style where yeah. the zookeeper is like waving his stick at you. Like your boss is like, go control the animals. And no matter what happens, he gets angry at you and waves his stick at can you. I, can I just ask why they didn't call it bezooled? Uh, legal reasons, probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got video games here, but they're all... Uh, well, no, I got Mario Kart. That's not bad. Um, <laughs> but most most of them are the ones I didn't bring home for good reason. So what do you mean? Well, it's things like... Uh, oh, he's coming back again. Uh, uh, Jamie Oliver's <laughs> Cooking Adventures. That's a very... That's... Is this like Cooking Mama, but with Jamie Oliver? <laughs> yeah, kind of, oh, well, family no, Guy? It's not even that exciting. Oh, uh, UMD video for PSP. Yeah, here we go. Another PSP game. Oh, these Daxter. are PSP. They're not... Uh... These might just be the boxes. I've got like Zelda, oh, Phantom, Phantom Hourglass. Glass. That's yeah. not too bad. I don't there's, know if it's missing. There's yet. no cartridge. This was this was pretty good. That's a Taiko Legends. It's a whole bunch of games in there. Wario games I've never been able to play. Yoshi's Island, which Oh, Yoshi's Island for DS. Yeah. Not the original one. No! Jeez, fancy pants. No, not. <laughs> and the thing is, if uh, if uh, if Mario dies, then nothing happens in the Mario world after that. Is that right? Yeah, that's the way it goes. Because baby Mario, you gotta protect. Oh, okay. I have no idea. And then it's always weird when you're playing uh, the uh, Mario Kart because then you got baby Mario fighting Mario. Hmm. And it's like, well, what that? You're throwing a bomb at your baby self. That's dangerous. Sure. Yeah. You should cease to exist if you do that. I think, I think the reason that I like, like first person shooter sort of games is because I'm so hopeless at everything else. You, you gave me uh, the generosity of your own heart, or you couldn't think of what to do with it. You gave me a P, uh, PS2, PlayStation 2. And you, uh, you gave me Sonic the Hedgehog. I gave you game. a dream, a Dreamcast. You also gave me a PlayStation Two. Okay, very good. You gave him a Dreamcast. Yeah. yeah. Do you still have it? I still have it. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I wonder if it still can, works. Can, can, Crazy I, taxi. can Can I have it back? Oh sure, if you want. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I'd like <laughs> to play that again. If so it even just... still works. Yeah. Because those are very fragile, and a lot of them don't work anymore. Okay, that's oh. true. All right. You have to like adjust uh, the laser. Now that I've said that, I'm not. I'm not sure actually if it got removed. Okay. If you do have it, yeah, I will trade you a Wii U for that. And I'll upgrade. You. But anyway, you gave me this PlayStation Two, <laughs> and you gave me a Sonic the Hedgehog game with it, and I was unable to get past the first level. Was it a game where, uh, like, a killer whale is like jumping behind you? I don't know. Sonic Adventures. I don't know. It was like a hill, 
I couldn't get. Couldn't there was get past a hill. There's a hill. Green hill. I don't know. It's just a big hill. hill green just... hill is level number one. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it's three yeah. D, and you grind down the hill, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait, were, were you while, running guys. side to side, or were you running like in three D? I don't know what I was doing because I, I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> I'm just excited. It's just a disaster. Video games. It was a disaster, and uh, it was I just could not. Whereas, well, the, you know, and then I had like Burnout Eliminator, and I, I, you know, I can kill in that game. I'm just great at it. But I cannot do Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm I not have, a fan of Sonic games. And it's myself. funny, but I have a friend who he has Sonic plays, Adventure One. I really PlayStation like. Four. And uh, he basically plays two games on it. One is NHL hockey, and the other is Madden football. So is your friend does not my like... nephew? No, that sounds about no. right. But he does not Both like games first... I can't play on a PlayStation. <laughs> he doesn't like first-person shooter games or any of those kind of like like uh, Last of Us or whatever kind of games like that. And I said, why don't you like those games? And he said, well, you can only play them once, and then it's pretty much you're done. Whereas with Madden or NHL hockey, I can play them over and over again. Just have like you know competition with friends, and I can have I can have like championship seasons and i can trade and i can do all these things with all those those games and i just to me they're endlessly playable whereas those uh-huh. games does would... he play online N- i don't know if, no i think oh, he just it's plays kind with of friends. an odd viewpoint because it's like saying like well i read this book i already know how it ends There's yeah no point in reading well it i again. feel that way about movies and stuff too though once i watch a movie i'm done with it okay well a lot of these first person shooters nowadays mm-hmm. though you will have the uh, element where you can go online you could play against other people and get yeah. slaughtered because everyone's amazing <laughs> but well, that sounds but great. you can play things over yeah. and over again on that huh but yeah i think to him like once you've on to another game then once, like yeah let's the treat of another game once you've paid your whatever it costs for a game like he wants to get his money's worth out of it not just one one or two times well it sounds like your friend needs a little something why am i plugging this <laughs> uh your friend needs a little something called playstation now Oh, which is which is which is I think it's like nineteen dollars a month, but you get like oh no, amazing. that's too much. He doesn't have he doesn't have PlayStation Now money. That's what he'll tell if he would tell me. He doesn't me. have twenty dollars a month. If I told him that, that's what he would say to me. Doesn't have less than a dollar a day. He doesn't have that. It's like uh, unlimited access to tons and tons of just games. just amazing yeah. games, including mm-hmm. racing games. Yeah, <laughs> that it's a good. It's actually a good cheapskate way. It. It's a good cheapskate way to play a lot of games. About it. I can ask him if he knows In about fact, it. if I was like you know yeah. him, I would probably not buy the regular mm-hmm. games because just yeah. wait it out and they'll eventually end up on the PlayStation sure. now and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to talk about the movies I watched. Okay, tell us about the movies you watched. I'm going to talk more about the Dreamcast. My favorite video game system. Probably movie I can talk about. Okay, that's your favorite video game system. I think it's a very good video. Guys, you like movies, right? Yeah, as much as I like the Dreamcast. Anyway, go. You like old movies, right? All right, we're back. Here. Old movies? Yes, old okay. movies. Oh, what, how sure. old? Let's just see. I want to hear what your idea of an old movie is. <laughs> oh, okay. That well, one where the guy shoots a gun at the people in the theater? Because that's a really old movie. Okay, continue. I'm You're talking about, <laughs> talking about the Great Train Robbery. Sure. Okay. The last. Okay, the okay. Last so, what's your old movie? Okay, so um, uh, I watched that uh, live-action Beauty and the Beast uh, movie. Oh, okay. That's not the old one. <laughs> okay. That's right with Hermione but Granger. Is that old? Emma Watson. No, no, no. That's not the oh, old okay, one. Okay, sorry. But have you have you seen that live-action? Not the live-action version. No. I saw the John Cocteau version. That's old. I don't know which one that is. Black and white. I'm talking about the the 2017. Okay, no, I haven't. Yes. But you know, you've seen the anime. I am. Right? I'm familiar with what you're talking Did about. Did we say okay. it had Dan Stevens in it? Okay. Legion. <laughs> oh, is he in that? Yeah, he is in that. He's the Beast. That's right. Yeah. He's also in a TV show called Legion that's very good. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know the actor. He's in Downton Abbey. Okay. He's also in... Um, Walk Amongst the Tombstones. He's, he's, in, he's in a movie as well uh, where it's... Uh, Colossal. Uh, Colossal, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. And we're back to so you. So anyway, yes. <laughs> so I, I watched that. And, well, first of all, I thought it was an unnecessary thing to do yes. to make a live-action version. Of course. Because they, 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 was, they stuck so closely to the animated version. Okay. 
but that just made the uh, the animated version seem much more superior. Okay. It was just more lively and animated. And mm-hmm. what didn't help was the fact that I watched this right after I watched Singing in the Rain. Oh, that's mm. the old film? Yes. <laughs> Is this the remake with Dan Stevens and... Uh, and uh... Can't remember her name now. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. No, there is no okay. Singing in the Rain remake. Yeah, okay, you're right. La La Land. Um, no. Okay. Anyway, so you watched Singing in the Rain. Well, let's talk about yes. Singing in the Rain because I have seen Singing yeah, in the Rain. Yeah, I watched that for the first time. I have seen the animated Beauty and the Beast. Let me yeah, just okay. say that. So I watched Singing in the Rain for the first time. I was like, oh, this is a great movie. And oh, it's then fantastic. I watched. Then I watched Beauty and the Beast, and compared to that, like, like Emma Watson especially just felt so wooden. Mm. She was, she barely yeah. moved her arms when she sang. Uh, not just her, but everyone else was so dull and yeah. expressionless and not as lively. Like. And it didn't help that you would compare it to the animated version where mm-hmm. they are very sure. lively and expressive. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. even then, it's not like, I guess we're trying to make it more realistic. But even if they were it's, more animated, they could still be like, uh, not too magical, cartoonish. It's a magical know? story. Yeah, exactly. It's a fantasy. Yeah. And if Singing in the Rain could do it, then yeah. they should have been able to act like that in Beauty and the Beast too. Well, let me well, just let me just say one thing about Singing in the Rain. Well, I'm going to say a couple things about it. But right. it was produced by this guy named Arthur Freed. And he had what was called the Arthur Freed Unit at MGM. And he just gathered around himself like the most talented people, like Betty Comden and Adolph Green, I believe is his name, who wrote the, the scripts for a lot of those films, and like the the music and stuff like that. But also like people like arrangers like Rod, this guy named Roger Edens, who did like all the musical arrangements. Case uh, Kay Tom, Thompson, who went later went on to write Eloise, she was brought in, and her job was just like to take the take these actors and turn them into singers, and not just turn them into singers, but turn them into performing singers, people who could be. Uh, alive and be broad and and have lots of action and movement in what they're doing and so it wasn't just that these singers were like the actors and stuff they brought in of course they're great you know you know like gene kelly's fantastic debbie reynolds of course these are great actors and, and stuff but well, also, i read that debbie reynolds had to be taught singing and dancing yeah, yeah. and because that was their job there was to, tur- to turn people turn you into a performing a musical comedy star like you know someone a, who could a do triple that threat, yeah basically. yeah that's fantastic of course and yeah, it's a... It was a really good film. Like, it was really funny and charming. Yeah, Gene Kelly uh, kind of made... If you if you watched musicals before Gene Kelly, they were very stiff and not un, oh, yeah? not unlike probably some of the problems he had with Beauty and the depends. Beast. Depends. It depends, but he, yeah. he definitely... Mm-hmm. He re-changed how you shot musicals. Like, he got the camera to follow the dancer and, and, and really made the dancer look good. Yeah. You know, he, he came with a dancer's eye and a dancer's perspective mm-hmm. on things. And uh, and kind of revolutionized how those kind of musicals were. were, were when done. he when he was in enough films that he had the yeah. the power to. But by do the time that, he yeah. was doing Singing in the Rain, yes. yes, that he I think he co-directed it with Stanley Donen. Um, yeah, and and I, what I love about those films is the it's just the is the kind of lack of reality to them where you know in the middle of Singing in the Rain there's that strange Broadway sequence you know gotta dance and it's like unrelated to everything yeah. else in the film it's just, it's just this, a guy saying like this is how I want the movie to open and yeah. then he goes into this <laughs> super elaborate really yeah, long yeah. musical sequence it's fantastic but it's just so great and also I what a little trivia about the film is Gene Hagen who plays uh, well I want it they plays uh, the, that character mm-hmm. in the film Lena Lamont I believe her name is in the movie yeah um, she also did uh, Debbie Reynolds' voice when she comes out on stage and speaks very, very, you know, and says, "I'm," you know, and 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 uh, that was actually Jean Hagen doing that voice because she had such a nice. Uh, so she has voice. a normal speaking voice, but she put on that voice yeah, for the character. For the character, yeah, yeah. yeah. she did a really good job. Oh, she's now, a really going, good actress. Going yeah. into it, how much did you know about Singing in the Rain? Had you seen Absolutely scene? nothing. So you hadn't seen like uh, you know um, make him laugh. Make him laugh. No, yeah. I, I just knew that very famous sequence where he's singing in the rain. Yes. Yeah, and, and like dancing around but, the like. And had a terrible cold while he did it. 
Oh, yeah, I read that he had a fever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Well, it helped, maybe. Yeah, I didn't knows? know the premise of the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so I was surprised. He'd already recorded out, like, the vocals. I'll be honest, I'm not sure what the premise is after having seen it a couple of times, but I just really enjoyed it's it. Okay, well, because basically it's about the transition from silent film yes. to sound movies. And so you, you have that as a great kind of sub subplot to the film, that kind of historical thing. And also that film was done as a tribute to Arthur Freed because it uses all Arthur Freed's songs that he wrote. Oh. Uh, before he became a producer at MGM. Oh, cool. Yeah. And also the Good Morning song. That's also very good. I just like them. That's an Arthur Freed song, yeah. Yeah, I just like them all just like jamming mm-hmm. and just like goofing around and it's like, mm-hmm. let's get into it. Yeah, I'm not too sure who he wrote with. I think he wrote with a few different people because there were a lot of like, and I'm not sure if he was like a lyricist or or if he had like, because a lot of mu- like musical compo- like composers at that time, they kind of broke up the act into like a, a writer and a, and a lyricist uh, for that very, you know, because they're, it was very sophisticated writing, so you needed people who knew how to make that work. I'm trying to think of someone who could do the make them laugh thing now. Like, who would be someone who'd be able to like, oh, pull could that sing off? it and and do all the and physicality, all the physicality. Just the little facial, the just the business. That was an amazing sequence. It so is an amazing sequence. Business and it just keeps topping itself, topping yeah. itself to like, what's he gonna do? It's so he's fucking Spider-Man. He's running yeah. up the yeah. walls. He's running the, walls. He's going he's... through the walls. He's... Because the, those guys, you know, went through. They did go through vaudeville. They do yeah. the vaudeville sequence in, in the in the movie where you know the the ready to. Da, 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 da. You know they're playing the the fiddle and whatever the song is. You know what I mean, right? Where yeah. they're wearing the costumes and stuff. And uh, fiddle, but people like for love, people, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gene Kelly really. See, I can never remember lyrics. I've told people that. Fiddle and ready But Gene Kelly and and Donald O'Connor really did go through that training ground. You know, like oh, Gene Kelly worked in vaudeville and he then he started working on on in Broadway and he was discovered. In Broadway, to, and you know, brought it over to Hollywood to make make musicals, but they had that training. So for them to do that stuff, it was it was the second nature. They already mm-hmm. had the singing, the timing, the everything about it was you know. So I mean, their characters. That's pretty much what they go through in the movie too. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, we've had all this like experience yeah. doing vaudeville stuff. Why don't we put it in the film? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was the same thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Kind of, it's very remi- self-referential. Very meta. Yeah. What yeah. it reminds me of is like you know, first time I saw like Jackie Chan do stuff mm. and just go like, what the what the what yeah, yeah. like. Or Buster Keaton, yeah. Or Buster Keaton, but in in modern day, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, for some reason, seeing it in black and white makes it go, oh, of course you can do that. It's black and white old time. Of course everyone could do this shit. Everyone everyone was like a cartoon character back then, right? I could do that. I guess because that's our experience at that time is through those films. I think Mm -hmm. when it's like when I saw Rumble in the Bronx, which Mm -hmm. is not the best film, but it's got some stuff in it. And you're seeing, and especially since it takes place in Vancouver, and just seeing Jackie Chan do all this like, Oh, yeah. B- business. Yeah. Like, and physical comedy business, mm-hmm. and then a big stunt, and then a big. You make you me, know, I'm going to, I'm going to put that, uh, every frame of painting, uh, uh, essay, video, uh, video essay about Jackie Chan on, on our, Please on our do. webpage, because oh, yeah. that is so good. It's too bad they're not going to make any more videos. That guy? Has he stopped doing yeah, it? Yeah. He put up a notice saying, hey, I know we haven't put a, a video in a long time. That's because I don't have time for him anymore. So oh, he's, it. he's working now. I don't know, actually. He's, he's working. He was, uh, he was a, he was an aspiring filmmaker, so he's obviously. Working so so as him. long as we don't go see his films, yeah, he'll go back to the yeah. Other as stuff long as we yeah. ask, please whoever don't employs, make him successful. Whoever employs, I, I really want to use his name because I know his name, but I don't want to say it because it's, it's me. I was going to say fire him, but that'd be mean to use his. No, don't 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 fire not gonna, him. Not gonna, Just have him. Fail. I wish nothing but good. I wish nothing but good for him. <laughs> you got to crush the dream slowly, no, not in like everything a big wake up call. Anyway, if you want to watch good video essays, and he was very early on in the video essay uh, craze. Every frame of painting. I now, just quickly it. back to Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. First of all, one question is: uh, Why were all those is bees? the candelabra 
a yeah. perv uh, that's like always macking on uh, the other things. Because I watched Beauty and the Beast, a brief a bit of Beauty and the Beast the other day, yeah. and there was a scene where like the candelabra. Well, he's French, right? He's French. Yeah. And he's basically bu- Pepe he's, Le Pew he's, of, of Yeah, he's furniture. behind like a curtain yeah. with like I think another candle or something, and she's, oh, no, no, oh, no. Yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, come on, baby. We got them. <laughs> and and she, she goes, out, no, I've been burned by you before. I've only seen the anime movie like Comedy. once. It was a few years ago, but Comedy. Uh, yeah, like in the live action one, he's he's gone steady. He's in, in a monogamous relationship with the feather duster. Oh, so boring. <laughs> I don't like it. I prefer the I prefer the. By rake. the way, I'm pretty sure Singing in the Rain and uh, the new Beauty and the Beast is both on Netflix. So here's my homework to everyone: <laughs> watch Singing in the Rain, yeah, and then watch the new Beauty and the Beast, and just compare the two. Compare this and contrast. Old, this old like simple movie mm. uh compared to like this new like blockbuster tons of cg yeah, everywhere the amount of money that was thrown yeah though i wonder if you were like to put the money side by side back then and, and now like how they it could have been that expensive to make singing in the rain i don't know oh they were expensive they were really? expensive oh yes there's a lot what of... did they spend money on uh, i mean the, the sets the weren't set? super elaborate the, or anything actually it's so weird whenever they do the uh singing in the rain live which they do quite a bit mm-hmm. it's just this elaborate rain uh, thing that they gotta yeah. do and just have the rain for mm-hmm. it just sounds ridiculous okay, well, I guess so, so maybe uh, maybe someone will prove me wrong in a comment well, left in the I think, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, just be I'll look at it I actually have a book about the Arthur Freed unit because uh, oh. I'm such a such a nerd about those movies I love them all so much I know it's really you really cracked open an egg here and, and <laughs> got, so excited, got excited I mean Beauty and the Beast it was a huge success like to the point where Disney was like, "All right, I guess we got to make more live action uh, movies." But they now. have been right, like Based they, on did, our ju- they did Jungle Book, they did Cinderella. What else have they done? They've remade Cinderella? a whole bunch of. What's did that? they do Cinderella? Yeah, they did Cinderella. You're not sure. You're not just thinking of Enchanted. I'm pretty much thinking okay. that I think there was a Cinderella movie. Was there? Are you oh. thinking of Ever After? Which is not Disney, yeah. guys. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh no. Like, oh. Well. I gotta. I gotta the, look this. A up. A couple weeks ago on TCM, they had a they had a musical night, so they played uh, Bandwagon, and then they had uh, On the Town, which is another Gene Kelly okay. one. With yeah, there's Frank one. What would you recommend if you've just seen it, Singing in the Rain? What's the next movie that Nina should see? Oh, I would. I would recommend On the Town would be my next uh, next fave, and then Bandwagon. I think is also very good, like, which is did, not Gene Kelly; it's Fred Astaire. But did those come out after or before Singing in the Rain? Uh, Cinderella, I, directed by Kenneth Branagh. And that uh, was a 2016. Oh, it's yeah. a Disney movie. Yeah, it's the re- it's the it's basically they did. How could we never heard of it? Because you're not like a little girl. But it was it was. I'm like a little girl. Oh, that's true. It's a good point. You are like a little girl. Heard of Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> okay. No, there's a bunch of these Disney movies that they've redone again. Like okay, Jungle well, Book. this I think this yeah, one was such Jungle a big Book. success that they they decided this means we have to make even. Is that more the one these. that made them want to do it, or was it a different movie that made them? I want thought it was to... Beauty and the Beast that made them want to do more. Was it Beauty and the Beast that was a big success, or was it something? Well, Beauty and the Beast came out after Cinderella, because Beauty and the Beast was when was when was Beauty and the Beast? Like 2016. last year, two thousand sixteen. Right, so Cinderella was beforehand. Okay. Oh, it was two thousand seventeen? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. Guys, yeah, but I don't think Cinderella was a huge success. Was it? All right, you so. keep, guys, keep talking. But yeah, even if you just watch the opening of Beauty and the Beast, um, I, think, I think it was a live action remake of the Aristocats that. Uh, it really grossed uh, two hundred million dollars in the U.S. and three hundred forty-two million in other countries. So it doesn't matter what it cost; it made five hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's the twelfth highest-grossing film in. Uh, Movies are so expensive to make nowadays, though, because of all the CGI in them that they really do have. To... Had a big IMAX opening. Did really great. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Cinderella. That's Cinderella. I did not hear. I didn't... Me neither. Why did we not? I don't know. Where are we living under a rock? <laughs> Too busy watching watching TCM. It was following the. Okay, let me trivia this. Uh, It was following the Mm -hmm. box office success of what other 
Disney did this. Yeah, live action. Uh, live action 2010 movie. 2010 live action Disney movie remaking an old cartoon that Disney had done. It's Alice in Wonderland? That is absolutely correct. That was Disney? That was Disney. That was Disney, right? Uh, yep. Uh, Tim Burton directed. Nice, nice, nice pull. Yep. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, they're, um, they're all going to be done again. Yeah, the, the, the first song in the Beauty and the Beast live action, that's when Belle is like, you're introduced to Belle and she's going through the town singing. Everyone's, everyone around her is singing about what an odd girl she is because all she cares about is reading yeah, and her weirdo. books, right? <laughs> but like... In the live action one, she's barely even reading. She's just kind of like trudging through town, her arms barely moving. Like, they're just kind of swinging, like, not even swinging that much. They're just stuck by her sides. Yeah. And singing. And she's just like walking through. And everyone's like, oh, what an odd girl she is. <laughs> yeah, her arms like, barely moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that is very odd. But that was like, was this. She looks like her clothes the... <laughs> are way too tight. She <laughs> cannot even move her like, arms. In the animated version. So I looked it up on YouTube. I'm like, no, she's like engrossed in her book and she's just walking while reading her book in yeah. the animated version yeah. that everyone's like yeah but everyone's in action girl. around her it's like a yeah. dynamic scene around her. exactly yeah quick beauty mm. and the beast question do you remember the movie beauty and the beast which movie the, they were the, 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 the animated. animated one oh, yeah i do okay Fairly here well. we go and so my question is uh when when she was uh kidnapped by the beast okay did she at any point use books to uh to to better herself or to solve the problems that she had she kind of did in a roundabout way because she started kind of educating the beast. Oh, she started reading to the beast. Kind of. Like, he has a huge library in his mansion. But he doesn't read. No. Because it feels I like if you set up the whole does. thing He's of, like, she's a reader, she yeah. should then use the books to somehow solve the problems, right? Not That's the books, the... but her intelligence. The reason she reads is because she's intelligent. Yeah, but the intelli- but you should read. Are the books alive? No, they're not. Okay. What's alive? Like... The only, so, only certain things. Only certain no. things. Because, <laughs> only certain things yeah. because they're the servants. Who the plates the, are alive. They're this. Some of them. Because they some all of, dance. Some the of them. Some of them. Yeah. If it some dances, it's alive, right? So everything that well, is in the be our guest thing that dances. So not, the, necessarily. not necessarily. I think. I think so the they, napkins aren't alive. I think they can. The the servants can make things move, kind of. Oh, so they're magic. I think it's kind of a fantasy sequence. Yeah. You can't take the dance sequences like part of the general plot of the movie. Like. Like for example, well, I can't. That's no, not canon. Because it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy element. Okay, right? for example, the dresser can make fabric whoosh around and like dress Belle up in fabrics, yeah, but that yeah. doesn't mean the fabric itself is alive. Yeah, it's but the with the dresser dr- doing that. So it's not. It's not the dresser taking out its own internal organs and dressing her in. <laughs> yeah. in her. Oh, that'd, why, that'd be interesting reveal. That's why her dress after is red. the enchantments worn off. Yeah. Now here's my thing about Chip. Did Chip? Did Chip? Did chip himself? And does he feel pain from? He that? has a broken tooth. He's, uh, it's his head. It's no, his he's, skull. A, he's a child, though. How worried is his mom? Wait, is Mrs. Pops, Potts his mom? His head yes. isn't empty, Wait, though. Wait, how many kids does Mrs. Potts have? Just the one. Where is, where's Mr. Potts? Uh, well, in the live-action movie, he's become one of the villagers who forgot about her. What? Yeah, so the, he's the a spell, guy... Part of the spell is that you, people forget about the castle and everything, right? Yeah. That's part exactly. of the story. But, he, but, they, but they raid the castle. Does when he's... when Belle returns and they find out about it, right? So so when, the... raid, so when he ra- Mr. Potts raids the castle, mm-hmm. does he see his wife and recognize her as like his wife? Uh, she recognizes him, but he doesn't recognize her because yeah. she's a pot. She's a pot. Okay, his second. He wasn't married to a pot. Secondary question: uh, yeah. She was Angela Lansbury's age when she got transformed, right? So how's she having a kid that's like five? Well, which we hear Angela Lansbury's boy. It's not Angela Lansbury playing the the playing. It's not her. It's not Angela Lansbury who but was turned into a pot. But she's clearly got an older woman's voice. This no, is a grandma. Voice, though. In, in the live voice. action, she's played by Emma Thompson. All right, fine. 
And even Emma Thompson, I don't know if she could have a yeah, kid. Yeah, Emma now. Thompson. Could she have a kid she that's have a like kid, uh, no. f- uh, five years old? No. Maybe she cannot him. I don't know. She okay. adopted. She, she's a movie <laughs> so star. So she, she adopted, adopted kids yeah. and then they all got transformed into sure. cups? Sure. Oh, my God. What do you mean all know, got con- Here's the question, though. one cup. No, there's more than one cup. Ian. I know that no, you no, like no, this. No, 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 no. I know that you like this. So here's a question you should be asking about Angela Lansbury: Is how does Beauty and the Beast fit into the Bedknobs and Broomsticks universe? Well, yeah, of course. Well, I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> this is your punishment I, for being. I a only witch. saw one cup that was alive in the movie. Yeah. But in the original uh, Beauty and the Beast, wasn't all the cups like her no, kids? No. There's just one fucking cup. Yeah. yeah. And the other cups because it's only, oh. the servants are turned into to furniture. So and, in the and cur- part children. of the curse. Everything, yeah. Anyone who's and an inhabitant, goddamn children any, are for any, no reason. They're damned forever. Any living inhabitant, well, the servants there, didn't do anything. There's a dog that turned into an uh, ottoman. Any living creature that was in the castle when the that. when the it's hex took place, <laughs> you were fired, and that's pretty rough. Pretty rough, you. So, what does the candle opera and the and the and the and the dust in their monogamous relation? What do they do? This is terrible. Oh, another weird thing change. is, do you remember what the the Fuzzer Dodger looks like in the animated version? Yeah. Like, this, there is a face on the stick part of it, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. In the live action version, it's like, um, the handle looks like a bird. Mm-hmm. So he's like, like, like kissing this bird all the time. <laughs> it's really weird. Okay. <laughs> and who's playing the candelabra this time? Uh, Ian McGregor. Oh, you know, that's nice. He's a handsome yeah. fellow. Uh, uh, and who's the, who's Cogsworth? Ian McKellen. Oh, they got a, okay, all right, very good. That's nice. It's good for them. Mm. But okay, another thing is like the designs in that version are not so great. Like you've seen the pictures, right? Yeah. Their their facial like, features are creepy. They're all really creepy. Their fe- facial features are really tiny. So mm-hmm. I know I was wa- watching on a very small airplane uh, screen and all that, but it, it should still be more. Um, I mean, they're just furniture, so they they could have made given them like huge eyes and whatnot. Instead, they just gave them kind of human proportions. Yeah. Like, especially with the candelabra, yeah. I could barely tell the expressions he was making. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. Huh. What did you think of uh, of Alice in Wonderland when you saw that? I didn't see that. It's not it's not great. There's a, there's a sequel as well. It's, it oh yeah, I saw the first one. I did not see it. It's, it's much less great as well. It's not yeah. it's not good times. You should watch uh, Beauty and the Beast because it's on Netflix. I want to hear your opinions. Okay, all right, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Okay, oh. I liked uh, Jungle Book. I thought that was okay. I didn't see that either. Yeah, John Favreau directed I just it. Can't good. bring bring myself to watch. Uh, these Bill things. Murray as uh, Baloo does an okay job. Yeah. There's no singing in it. I like That's the singing a, in the original one. Well, then watch the original one. I'm I, just telling you what ain't okay, in this one. I'll watch the original one and I'll tell you what I think about it. Although I've already seen it. <laughs> and now it. they're doing The Lion King. That's their next one. So in the Jungle, uh, jungle Book live action, Donald Glover is, uh, the animals still sing mm-hmm. and talk? In, in, in what? Jungle live action Jungle Book. Yeah. Uh, they talk. They do not sing except Here's, Baloo does sing Bare Necessities a little bit when uh, when they're, they're swimming together. Well, here's the but one like good thing. The one good swimming. thing about doing the Lion King yeah. is with the Disney Marvel connection, they can have Black Panther and the Lion King. Oh, team those guys up. <laughs> yeah, I think that would work. That'll be happening in the future. A musical with the Black Panther. And once again, as I will say, the Black Panther movie is going to make all the money in the world. Why? All the money in the world. It's going to make all the money in the world. It's going to make all the money in the world. Why? Because uh, okay, so Marvel movies make all the money. Okay, well, this okay. that. Okay, there you and go. And then... Argument finished. And oh, then yep. uh, uh, any movie with that many African-American people in it, like uh, whatever, Medea's uh, uh, says boo. Medea's uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, anything like that. Yeah. You don't know how much money those fucking things make. Yeah, those barbershop films and all that stuff, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. And yeah. now, and, pe- and so few people know... It's like know, secret money, though. 
Yeah, it's like it's like those Christian movies, and you see them, and you're yeah. like, ha ha, who would watch this garbage? And then you look at how much they earn, you're Absolutely. like, Whoa, what? So now we're kind of combining Marvel yeah. with that, right? And then there's Afrofuturism, yeah. which is something Americans, for the most part, don't know about, which is fucking cool as hell. And like, they're going to introduce them to that, and it's going to make all the money in the world. I certainly hope so. Hmm? There oh should be God. more movies like that. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I was, I was looking at it going like, oh, this is great. You almost, you're tapping into that Wonder Woman thing, mm. you know, of like, you know, an unserved market. And then and then I was watching a little thing where they were showing uh, Black Panther's uh, security force, which is all women. And it was just like, oh, this is going to make all the money in the world. Every time I see it, it's just, there's another element that's just going to, that's just going to oh, I'm sure it'll do money. fine because just, those no, movies are No, it's not going to do fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to do fine. It's not really a well-known character, so it's. It does not fucking matter. It's going to do so well, you won't believe it. Okay. That's my prediction. Time will tell. Nope. It just will. Time will tell if you're... Nope. You said it's, it's a prediction. Yeah. So you can't just say it's a prediction and then nope. it's... It's, it's, a, it's a prediction as in like if you go like, we all will die one day is my prediction. That's not a prediction. That's just a fact. <laughs> That's right. Like this is a fact. So it's not a, it's not a prediction. It's, it's just a fact. going to all the money in the okay. world. Okay. So you're just saying that. I'm going to say time will tell Mm-mm. if your fact is, is correct or not. You will see. If your fact is factual or if it's not factual. I don't think even we're arguing. I'm not hey. arguing with him. I'm just saying we'll see. Are you jet lagged? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I am too, and I haven't gone anywhere. It's upsetting. It's <laughs> talking to me. How's that, how's that feeling? Gives you that feeling of jet lag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, oh man, I feel like I've traveled a million miles with this person. Okay, Sparks. You got to cast the voices for Sparks. It's an animated version. Oh. Go. Oh my God! You can't just put me on the spot like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You, I, I bet you've been thinking I about have this. Not at all. Nope. I'm just. <laughs> oh, you liar! Joke. Come on. <laughs> You're the one who posed the question. Yeah, I don't. You must have some ideas. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't really like. I don't have a voice for these characters yet. I would like. Jer- you know why? Because I, I didn't write it. I would like Jeremy Irons uh, to uh, to play uh, Sparks, uh, but just saying woof. Just with just the barks, like mm. I wanna, I wanna have like an I am Groot type thing where it's he's just saying just that, but, but he's just doing this, that? he's just doing bark. Yeah, but, but uh, he would just go. Alan like, Cummings, woof. Alan Cummings woof. as uh, the litter box. Oh, weird. I think he would be good. It's a weird, it's a weird bit of casting. Well, he was the MC in uh, in uh, a Cabaret on Broadway, and I think that's yeah. that kind of guy. Okay, well, I, I would flamboyant type really? that would work. Really, huh? I have to think about this because I I don't know where you're going with it. I don't like where you're going with it. It's interesting that you're, it's your vision, obviously. It's your, was on the airplane too. It's your script. <laughs> was it the remake with uh, no the old Dan one. Stevens and the old Emma, Bob Fosse Emma, one. Emma Watson? Bob Fosse, yeah, he's good. Great guy. Great, great, great choreographer. Uh, okay, so for uh, for August, it's a it's a it's a it's a uh, female character. Uh, I'm gonna go Aubrey Plaza. And oh, for uh, oh, but didn't she voice Grumpy Cat? Yeah, she was Grumpy Cat. Yeah, but she can do other stuff. She's, she, I know, but you've you already kind of... You haven't seen Legion. You, you haven't seen Legion. You've kind of... Uh, I don't want to typecast her as a yeah, cat. Yeah, kind of type, type, you're kind of typecast. I don't think she would accept the role. She would feel that she's being typecast. Okay, all right. I'll as say, a cat. I'll, I'll she's being well. typecat. Okay, I'm going to go Allison, oh. Allison Brie then. For, yeah, I like Allison Brie. For Charlie, I want Will Forte. Yeah, I'll give you a Will Forte. Good, good. Sounds good. Okay, the evil baby. What are you, what are you going with that? Evil alien baby. Could that be Aubrey Plaza? Christian Shaw. I like a, I like a Christian shell. So it's just going to be Last Man on Earth. That's going to be the Last Man on Earth cast. I know you maybe put that in my mind when you said uh, Will Forte, but I, I think, think you she'd could put be... the whole Last Man on Earth cast in there. But it's her like kind of Jenner Jones. She has that kind of babyish voice, but she can also kind of bring anger and a lot of rage to to, mm-hmm. to her part. I think. She okay, yeah, so uh, you have to do one voice in the story. It could just be a, like a one line or whatever. Who do you want to be in the story? The camera woman. You want to be the camera woman? Yeah. Good. Uh, I want to be the guy who's throwing pennies on the baby. 
and the, the, and the wishing well off the top where like okay. he's yeah, yeah. throwing coins. That's a good rule. That's a good rule. You're right. He's just a little bit of a dumb guy who that's doesn't know better. What about Steve-O? Uh, Steve-O's a tough one. That's like your... Get the actual Steve-O to play Noah. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's got to be someone who's got like a little bit of hyperness to them. It's probably Steve a stand-up, stand-up comic. That's my that's my that's my uh, wish. I'm gonna go. Who's the lead guy in uh, in uh, bra? Uh, sorry, um, what's it called? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Adam, no, San, so Sand something. Sandberg. Right? Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. I yeah. go with him. That's what. That's what I'm gonna go with. That's not. He's not. Why don't you tell me yours instead I did, I of Meg and mine? I said Steve Buscemi. Oh, Steve Buscemi. I yeah. thought you were saying Steve-O. No, I did as a joke, but then I said Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve seriously. Buscemi would be great. Yeah, that's what All I right, said. All right, we'll cast him then. <laughs> Jeez. I just think Andy Samberg is not, he's, he's not distinctive enough. Now the live-action version that will be taking place 20 years from now. Yeah, Andy Samberg I love Beauty be and the Beast. Now we got to have people who are little kids right now Yeah, who will uh, grow up to be there. I think the little girl from uh, from Modern Family, she's going to play something. And the boy, <laughs> the boy from Room, Jacob. Uh, yep. Whatever his name is. And who's a baby in in movies nowadays? Uh, the Olsen twins could play uh, baby when they're they're no I'm longer. I'm too tired for this right now. I came, <laughs> I came home at like 2 a.m. last night. Look, are goofing around do, is do making you, think, you tired? Do you think you're tired? Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Let me let's look at how long we've been doing this show for. Two hours and twenty minutes. Oh my god! We Not were, really. We were we wrapping had a, up. We had a this is what happened. <laughs> Oh, second, I gotta get at the door. Hello, everybody! I was like, oh, hi, Nina. What's going on? I want to tell you about my trip. I'm like, okay, come uh, on. At up. least I didn't come in here with more quotes. <laughs> that would have been Although good. Although I should have. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't bring more drinks. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. It was a delight to have we you go, here. We can go get some more cokes. We can go get more cokes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so look, here's what we've learned from this show. Are you ready? The Montreal bagels. Montreal bagels are great. Are the best. Yep. Singing in the Rain is one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, you want to do your vomit take before you do your good take. Yep. And uh, your vomit draft is uh, a vomitorium is different than what you think it is. Uh, Oprah Oprah would not make a good president. No. But inexperienced people would generally are not good at being put into places where there's like a lot of pressure and you have to make a lot of decisions. You're feeling more comfortable now doing performances. I feel much more comfortable. I no longer need a vomitorium when I perform. <laughs> it's not what you think. And if you want to see all three of us together live, uh, we'll be at Kids Books at some point in the near future. We'll let you know when that is, and we'll all. I'm uh, going to be there. Why not? You did the book. Are you? Are you? Yeah, you should join us. Look, is your name on the book? No. Yes, it is. Turn it around. (laughs) Yes, it is. Did you look at the book? Oh yeah, it's really nice. Looks really great. Right there. There, I'm opening up. There's your name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm there. Little write up. up. Do they usually give the colors such a big credit? Like it's nice. I know. I was against it. I, those the emails, I, Ian didn't realize he had, didn't reply all when he said that, too. To my uh, my niece, uh, I, I showed her this over, over Christmas, and she really liked it. She did like the coloring. She was really interested to see, like, what color the animals were and, oh, like, right. what color the aliens were, like, especially the aliens' uh, parents. Yeah. She was really curious to see, like, what color they I were. I love those. Like that's that. one of my favorite pages. Yeah, that, 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 made, about the that made her laugh, hmm. yeah. And she also laughed at, uh, there's a big scene with a lot of animals. Uh, Dancing. Did, I love know, how so. that turned yeah. out, by the way. Yeah. I think That's there's good lots colors. of good I think there's good lots colors. of nice. Yeah, it's a fun book. I think everything worked together really well. I think your drawings are really appealing, you know, like they just have this super smooth appeal to them. That's it's not full of shadows and stuff. There's some some of those scholastic books and I've looked at them and I'm like these books are drawn for adults. Like, they're just way too dark and well, busy. These are things that you can say and uh, I'm not going to say anything to that because this is who I'm working for right now. 
Well, as a colorist, you I don't have... like it when there's too many lines in the way. There you go. Well, that's yeah. right. It gives them the way. Feel free to say whatever you want, but if you're asking, why is he quiet about this? Because <laughs> yeah, he's I'm trying saying... to get a couple of more books done. Sure, that's fine. What I'm saying, you know though, what I don't like about Marvel comics. No, here's what I'm trying <laughs> to get some. No, no, work. I'm not putting down their entire output. I'm saying that some books mm-hmm. are too are too dark, and I think that the way that Nina Drew sparks. Mm-hmm. It works perfectly I as agree. a as a you know as a clean line. I that agree that yeah that I agree with open, everything it's appealing. you said about Nina. <laughs> <laughs> well, your your colors made it pop. So thank oh, you. Oh, thank you very those. much. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. That your colors are also very very good. These are all the things mm-hmm. I'm agreeing yeah. with. Yeah. Good, good the, writing, Ian. Good, yeah, writing. good writing. Oh well. yeah, so we couldn't have had this book without your writing. And uh, now that we've had idea. one good review, I'm not going to read any more reviews. What's, five out of five stars. What's, yeah, done. done. We're done. Put it that way. Put it away. No one look. No one look at the comments what for the I, rest of time. What I like about the one thing I really like about the book though is that I saw it as a as a na- as a name on a chalkboard for a long time. That Ian had the idea for it, so he wrote it down on his chalkboard where he put his idea. So he wasn't oh, working yeah. on it yet. The, the original there, title? Crewing the Pooch. It was on his, <laughs> it was on the chalkboard, and then I was like, oh, there's a great idea. That sounds like a great idea. I'm really curious what this is. And then for, for some reason, I was thinking it was a pirate related thing for some reason. Crewing the Pooch, you thought was a yeah, pirate? Yeah, crew, like a crew. Like, and like it was like all pirate dogs, crew? pirate ship? There was an all dog, or the, yeah, and they're on a, on a pirate ship. Why couldn't you have dogs as pirates? I yeah. would say the name of the ship should be called the Pooch. Yeah, exactly. And then they're uh, all they, you could have dog pirates. Yeah. No, I was thinking of like uh, like but a space, spaceship run by dogs. Oh, that's a good oh, idea too. That's the also Pooch. interesting. Okay. Because I don't like drawing ships. <laughs> oh, so oh, you're, you're already drawing this now. Okay, so she's oh, already yeah. made herself. Yeah, a, yeah, she's already oh, got a job oh, here. But wait, okay. so but you're okay drawing spaceships? Yes. Okay, but spaceships I can just, are. It's all make em ups, as you would say. Yeah. Yeah, make em ups is right. Yeah, you got to pull a Kirby and just make shit up. Sure, sure. Why not? You don't need to be... Yeah. And you can add lots of crazy colors. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun to do. Kirby would be fun to color, too. You know what? The name Curing the Pooch is still out there. We should just keep reselling, keep reselling that, that name that over and over again. But I was in the, so, so I, saw it, I saw it on the chalkboard. Yeah. I saw it in his things to do kind of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I've just seen over time how it's developed into what it is. It's really interesting. I was there. That's what I'm saying. But you I thought you'd never get this involved in it. No, me. I Probably not. No. I was pretty much surprised when you guys turned and said, hey, there's a person who might do this. Well, what? no, because uh, you'd been doing so many of the, um, you know, the title cards. Oh. And so you've been learning how to ape different styles yeah, and whatever. And, and that was when uh, you had uh, lost a job. Uh, mm. And so in between work. And so I was like, hey, while you're this, would you like to do this? And you went, yeah. And then you got a job. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> why don't you have two full-time jobs? That'll be fun, right? It's like, yes, it was, it was fun. At least this fun. was a, a temporary full-time job. Yeah. And to be honest, it was a lot of fun. So thank you, guys. Yay. Ray. Guys, let's do a musical together. Yes. Okay. We'll call it Crewing the Pooch. <laughs> 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 all right do our okay. wrap up all right everyone let's just say one more time we have a contest for this month the month of january so we'd really would appreciate you writing to us and giving us three topics to talk about and we will do an hour-long show and that show is yours forever no one else will ever hear it unless you want them to it's just for you so come on send us some topics there's lots of ways to do it you can send us an email to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com sneakydragon.com is our website and we have a message board there you can contact us there. Write us a little note and say, hey, how about you guys talk about this? You're in the contest. And Nina sometimes posts there Nina. and corrects us on our flaws. She does. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys, it. that's not right. <laughs> I, I, I throw in a compliment or two. Yeah, a, yeah it's the shit sandwich, sandwich thing. Yeah. <laughs> compliment sandwich. <laughs> it's a compliment sandwich. <laughs> 
I like you that. You look at the bright side of things. That yeah. is a lot nicer, yeah. Mr. Negative over here. That's yeah, fine. really. Like he's been crewing a pooch too long. <laughs> the other ways to contact us, we have a Facebook page. You can uh, go there, Sneaky Dragon, and you can write to us there. You can send us a personal message, and we will get it. And four days later, we'll respond to you because that's how we work. That's how we roll. And then you also can uh, go to Twitter and you can uh, just put an at Sneaky Dragon, at Sneaky underscore Dragon and say, hey, why don't you guys talk about these three things? Hollywood musicals. The Dreamcast. Horseshoeing and the Dreamcast. No, not horseshoeing. Hollywood musicals, the Dreamcast and Last Jedi. The early works of fill, Nina Matsumoto. We will fill a fucking hour, man. We'll really like tear her early work apart. Wait, so, so it would be like that episode where you uh, had to stay on topic for the whole hour? Ooh. But, yeah, but we would but have three, three topics. topics. We have three topics. And Make I don't, things a little easier. And I don't think that we're going to guarantee that we're going to be like no asides because we will we will go where the where whither we go. It'll be a proper Sneaky Dragon yeah. episode, but just for one person. We will go whither and thither. But you got to uh, segue from one topic to the other smoothly. Yeah. Why? I thought it was a Sneaky Dragon episode. Yeah. When have we segued <laughs> When have we smoothly? done anything smoothly? What are you talking about? Everything is a segue when you just go off on tangents. Yeah. yeah. We, do, we do occasionally have the tent. Well, someone else is at the door. <laughs> Just open it up. Hey, everybody! It's Jason Dedrick's back again. From... <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> Welcome. What was every little thing? Wait, is this the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the final episode. <laughs> ben Mills. I didn't know you were performing anymore. Hey, Ben. On, what's Andy. a good word? <laughs> All right. You can also. Uh, I don't know. We should have Ben us. Mills on the show again soon. We should have Ben on he's the show. He's not doing stand up anymore right now. So, uh, oh, he's not? No, no. He's uh, concentrating on writing. Oh. Doing his vomit draft. I hope he is. Bring him Bring him in. Let's bring him in. Let's talk about writing. Okay. I want to get. I like I like uh, creative people and I like to hear how they create. He's mm. hilarious. Because right now, yeah, Ben is hilarious. <laughs> he has a great voice. He is, right? <laughs> he is hilarious. You're right. Yeah, he's right. He's better than I don't us. mean that in a derogatory <laughs> way. <laughs> no. Why would I take sounds, it that way? It's kind of sort of circus. You know who's funny? This other guy. <laughs> oh, Ian. Uh, you you're, know my favorite artist? You're funny, too. <laughs> that person. You're funny, too. Just not as funny as Ben. <sighs> I don't know why you take on it so personally. On a scale of you to Ben, <laughs> I'd scale, say... a scale of one to Ben, I'd say you're neg- <laughs> negative five. I'd say it's pretty cold. Pretty cold in here. That's a, that sounds like a sitcom starring a guy named Ben. <laughs> scale from one, one to, to Ben. ben. <laughs> That's a, you guys... Let's just keep I that to ourselves. Let's pitch that. Pitch one, yeah, one to Ben. Okay. I see it, has to, it has to start with Ben Mills, though. I see another yeah. musical. I All say, right. I, well, I was well, going to call that sitcom yeah. Grist for the Mills. Ah, oh, Grist for the Mills. Nice. All right, everyone. On that note, I like. I think we should always end the show on a pun. So let's end it right there. Bye, everyone. That's rough. That's very good. We should do a we should do a show about um, Victorian era neck collars. We can call it that's rough. You know, <laughs> we're, we're this. How about a, how about a show about ruffles? <laughs> call it that's rough. <laughs> ruffles chips. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's yep. gonna be one of the topics I send in. It's a wrap. Sure. Please do. Yeah, it's all three are the same are related to that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds solid. Ooh. Can a third dragon enter? <laughs>
Three dragons. Three dragons. Three dragons. <laughs> <Only one lady. laughs> and that's you. Get out.